Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimet. This week's guest is Will Demerit. He is a Steadicam operator, camera operator. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff, some of it related to the business, a lot not. <laughs> but we had a good time and we had a few beers, I think you can tell. Uh, but thanks to Will and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash walking backwards and uh, become a supporter of the show. And if you do, you will get the bonus segment, Best Day, Worst Day, which Will did and many others, and I think is pretty cool. And while you're on the internet, check out WalterClausen.com. They, uh, they're redoing their website. I think it'll be up pretty soon. And um, I hear it's going to be pretty cool. Um, I don't know all the details yet, but it sounds cool. So I don't know. Check it out. I like Walter Clausen, so I'm sure I'll like it. Uh, thank you to them for their support as well. Okay, check me out at the number one giant robot on Instagram. Friend me on Facebook. I don't know. Uh, there is a Twitter, I think it's like Walking Backwards Pod or Backwards Pod. I barely have used it. I think it's just Backwards Pod. Um, and I haven't really used it, but um, it is there. So if I start getting a bunch of followers on there, maybe I'll utilize it a little more. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, let's get to Will. Thanks for listening and uh, hope you enjoy it. Everybody hates the sound of their own voice. That's what everybody says, but I, I feel like I really hate it. I don't know. Everybody says that. <laughs> I have this conversation almost every, everybody, yeah. almost every interview. You make a little placard be like, yes, everyone hates the sound of your own voice. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've finally come around. I'm still not like a giant fan, but I finally come around to be like able to stand it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Ron texted me the other day. We, we started, by the way. I think Ron texted me the other day and said, I finally managed to listen to the rest of my interview. <laughs> like, I couldn't. It's been over a year. He's like, I could wow. not stand listening to myself. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, welcome, Will. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Super stoked. Uh, Six months in the making. Sorry, I bailed back in uh, February when we first tried this. Well... It's just because you're not a good friend. Yeah, I know. I know. I suck. I'm working on that, though. <laughs> Work harder. <laughs> Seeing a lot of slack you could be picking up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, you are a good friend. You loaned me that, uh, you loaned me your cart. Oh, in yeah. In that weird situation yeah, for last year. that pilot you were on, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a weird story. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason to talk about it anymore, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Moving along, <clears throat> it, it's funny though. I I ran into people who knew that guy, and um, they're like, "Yeah, that's him." Mm. They're like, "He's that's that's him." Wow. I'm like, "Okay, whatever." Okay, so, well, at least he's consistent. That's good. Yeah, he didn't treat me any worse than he treats everybody <laughs> else. You don't want to be singled out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, but uh. Yeah. Sorry. We shit we we've been bullshitting here for like an hour mm. talking talking about oh, cool. health insurance and all kinds of craziness because yep. you just had a when was your baby my daughter was born on september 1st of last year so oh okay she's coming up on when you're old oh okay yep. it's been that long yep henley 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 oh i like that name mm-hmm. that's good is that after don henley um no that was I don't think it really has a, a basis in anything. I think oh, I just okay. liked the name or the word or something. And unlike um, unlike my son, who uh, had a list of names of what to name him literally for two or three days after he was born and then just kind of picked the third name on the list, 
um, I mentioned uh, Henley to my wife, Keegan, and she immediately was like, I like that. And we're like, okay, well, we haven't picked anything, but let's just call her Henley for now. And then it just stuck. And right. It just stuck there forever. Right, right, right. Her name's Keegan. Mm-hmm. My wife's that's, name is Keegan. That's a, um, that's a name you don't hear very often, Mm-mm. but it's very unisex. Mm. Yeah, it's, I think that mostly when people hear the name Keegan, they're like, oh, it's a guy? And like, she even is like laments about it. She's like, oh, really? No, I'm very much a girl. So, <laughs> I don't think... Uh, eh, eh. I mean, I know of Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah, and I think there's there's like a lot of other folks, I think. It just it's, You don't run into a lot of... It's probably the only Keegan. Keegan I can think of. Might be. The only one I've ever met. <laughs> uh, the, that's funny. Um, uh, well, c- congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's been absolutely awesome. Well, it's good for you that you, you, you stay in town most of the time now because you're on that, that show. I do, yeah. I um, I mean, for the, uh, what is it, 27 weeks out of the year, yeah, we're at Warner Brothers three days a week doing the reel, which we're starting up season six pretty soon, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I didn't, I mean, I don't try to travel a whole lot, but 2019 start kicked, like kind of kicked off with a bang. Wow. Um, I, I got a call back in December of 2018 from a, a, a DP that I work with a fair amount on some docu-series stuff over the last two years. We've always got along really well. And she was like, do you by any chance want to go to Cambodia? And, oh, really? And I was like... Uh, yeah, that sounds like an adventure. It sounds awesome. Um, okay. And she's like, oh, I didn't even think you'd want to do that with the baby and all. And I'm like, I may get in a lot of trouble with my wife right now for agreeing <laughs> to this, but How long sure. was it for? Well, it started out that they were like, okay, we might just fly you to Cambodia and then straight back. So it would be like five days. Oh, oh um, I thought you meant. <laughs> but then, um, and then we got closer and they were like, okay, we might just bring you to Vancouver. And they, they tried to play it like it would just be easier with the with the carnet if I was with them coming back because the crew was going to uh, Vancouver. But if I came back with my gear, but my, I wasn't there with my gear going, I don't know. I, I don't know. But um, while I was there in Cambodia, after like the first day, they were like, or the second day, they were like, can you can, can you can you come to Vancouver, please? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I had to let my wife know that I'd probably be gone for about 10 days instead of five. Oh, it was all, okay. So, yeah. And then, so basically I didn't, I didn't have a New Year's Day this year. I, I was, I got on a plane New Year's Eve at about 1130 at night and flew direct to Hong Kong and then on to Cambodia, right into Phnom Penh um, and landed on January 2nd. So, right. weird, weird way to start the year. So you flew LA to Hong Kong? Mm-hmm. Cathay? Uh, yeah, Cathay Pacific. Yeah, nice. I've done that flight mm. twice. It's it's super nice. I mean, I honestly, Cambodia was very very cool. It was very, um, it was a very unique, very otherworldly kind of place, which I feel like kind of really, you know, keeps you healthy to see a, see the world through a new place every as often as possible. Sure, but, yeah. Um, I've never been. It's it's just really you know I, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's I'm not going to be like it's you know something beautiful, but it's like just. I hear the food's good. Being there, yeah, I mean everything. Everything was awesome. It was a. It was kind of a travel. I've heard food Vietnam. Show, the food's so. great. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So what, what, mean, what was it for? Um, it's for a. It's for a Netflix show that should be coming up pretty soon. It's uh, David Chang is the host. Uh, the host of Ugly Delicious and uh, yeah. restaurateur of uh, Momofuku, I think. Um, I don't know what the official name of the show is going to be, but uh, so I can't probably talk too much about it but, oh okay um it's, something, up it's a, something it's, like that. it's an interesting uh food meets philosophical chat with a couple of different interesting people oh so, really yeah 
Oh, yeah. it sounds a little like Bourdain's old thing. I think that there, I think that we're probably borrowing a fair amount of that. But okay. It's. Uh, I think that it's. Um, the format of it'll be really, really interesting, both as a cultural expose, but also a chance to kind of get to know some celebrities um, in interesting in interesting settings. Some you'll be like, oh, interesting. I didn't know they were like that. Others like, yep, that's who they are. Knew it. <laughs> um, so, and that was in Cambodia. That was in that was in Cambodia. We stayed in Phnom Penh um, for like three nights. So they flew a bunch of people in. Yeah, it was pretty much all LA crew. We had a local couple of fixers and everything, but the um, um, the the director effectively um, there. Everybody was out of LA, including DP and all crew. So, right. Um. Uh, um and then Vancouver, why Vancouver? Same thing there. Same thing. Same thing okay. there. It was just right. another. It was another. Another town. Another. Another application of the formula. Um, How yeah. big a pain in the ass was it for you to work in Vancouver? Um, not really. I mean, they they pretty much handled everything of us getting in and getting out. I mean, mm. the 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 bigger. I'd say that the bigger problem was packing for a single trip for two very different climates. Because January in Cambodia was still pretty warm and yeah, balmy, sure. and then Vancouver was snow and ice on the ground. Right. Yeah. Some of the crew, when we got there the first day, we had a down day, and they all went up to, um, I think it's Whistler. Uh-huh. They went up to the ski mountain up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be a little weird, Cambodia to, <clears throat> and L.A. somewhere in between. Yeah, you know, then flying back to flying back to L.A., you're just like, oh, oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Walked in the house and, you know, took my wife about an hour to actually start talking to me again, so... <laughs> she was pissed, huh? She was not thrilled um, because, you know, my son, um, they had to, she had to go to the ER with him. Oh. Because he had croup. I believe that oh. that was the trip. Um, so, yeah, so they basically, he was he was having trouble breathing and coughing in the right, middle of the right, night. Right, so right, right. it was one of those, you know, had I had I been there, it would have been the same thing happened, but I wasn't yeah. there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Hot water. Love you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, she. I'm sure she could call you and stuff, right? Um, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, we 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 FaceTimed and stuff like that. Just used to, like the data phone calls and stuff like that. So yeah, um, you know, the I think that the funny thing is, it's like I have a lot of anxiety just traveling, coming to L.A. Are you hearing a weird noise? Uh, I think I just popped my sock a little. Oh, okay. Bit. Yeah, sorry. All right. No, I just was sorry. hearing something. No, 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 that's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I drive in, I drive in, I, we live in Fontana now and have for the last year or so. So like I'll drive in. Oh, you L- do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. when I, you lived in like Washington or uh, Mount Washington or something, right? When I came to uh, your house? I can't remember. Where was that? The cart. I was in Pasadena at the time. It was near that Pasadena. Was probably, it was Pasadena? It was, yeah. If, what was that? April of 2017? I don't know when it was. I think it was like two years ago. So I'm pretty sure I was in, I was still in Pasadena. Was it that Altadena. long ago? I think it was. No, it was last year. Was it? Yeah. Okay, maybe it. Well, last 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 April, I was still in Pasadena. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it was last year. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's what happens when you have kids. I was just like, what year is it? I don't know. You're right. <laughs> um, but uh, where was I going with that? Uh, yeah, so when I it's like when I drive in from Fontana to jobs in L.A., I have this absolutely huge amount of anxiety because you know you don't want to drive an hour and then find out you forgot your vest and still sitting in the garage or right, right, you forgot right, your right. dock which happened to me about two weeks ago and i had to turn around after 15 minutes of driving head back however when you get on a plane to cambodia you know hang on Papert left his dock once and got to set and realized it oh. and he had one within an hour mm. somebody brought him one i probably i probably could have pulled that off but yeah. there's kind of there's still just like that 
stupid you. Well, you're if you're close you enough know. that you can turn around and yeah. still not be late. And it's all just it's just funny. It's like how many different different individual items that if you forget one thing, it's like literally the uh, the cornerstone under which everything. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, I don't have a dock. I guess I'm balancing yeah, while the wearing docking, the rig. The docking bracket is the perfect <laughs> is the perfect example of that. Yeah. I mean, how do you even? It'd be hard to even build the whole thing. How do you get through a day? Like here, just find a grip. His job is to hold it in between takes. It's the worst (laughs) thing ever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like, I mean, you know, you're driving to LA and you're a little bit paranoid, but when you get on a plane to Cambodia and all your gear is already shipped ahead of you, there's this remarkable calm that comes over you. are just like, whatever's going to be there is going to be there. Yeah. It's either going to get there or it's not. I felt, I felt the same way. I did a movie in the Bahamas mm. and I, I felt the exact same way as a matter of fact there was a little bit of a um, uh, let's say a disagreement when we left um, between the custom well what happened was a local there who was kind of a UPM-ish like a local UPM mm-hmm. um, she left she quit the job Oh, like right as we wrapped so she would have had another I don't know, a month or whatever wrap out time or whatever it was, weeks, I don't know. And she left, but she was the one paying the bribes and the customs department and, you know, and all that stuff. So my stuff ended up in sitting in customs in the Bahamas (sighs) for, I think, three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. Came back a big hole in one of my cases. Didn't. Yeah. Um. But, you know. Uh, Didn't BJ have a story about how he worked in Russia on a job, on a feature, and then, like, he tried to fly back and his stuff got locked up for, like, six months coming back from customs? Um, I don't... A, it was, I like, a feature with, like, Emil Hirsch, I think. I, I know he did a movie in Russia. I don't know about oh. the... I don't know about the anyway, stuff. Custom, yeah, yeah. Customs can be a nightmare or it can be just hilarious to get through. Um, I... Uh, Flying because okay, so after we came back from Cambodia, um, while I was in Vancouver, which was also a good text message, um, so the the line producer Darling, who was phenomenal, I probably one of my new favorite people ever that I've made friends with this year, mm-hmm. um, she messaged me and she's like, Hey, are you okay to come to Morocco? And I was like, well, Same thing, same show, same everything. She's like, Yep, you know, just same deal, just be on like the 20th of January. I'm like, uh, I could probably make that work. That's not a problem. So I. <laughs> Meanwhile, the wife is like, What? So, yeah, so I, I got to send her a text message. And uh, and I was like, Hey, they want me in, Mor- in Morocco. And she's like, Of course they do. Uh, when is it? And I'm like, It's only going to be like five days. It's going to be way shorter. It's not going to be like a bunch of different cities. Uh-huh. Just the one place. We're just going to go there and knock it out. So I fly into Morocco and um, it's kind of a different different vibe overall than um sorry i'm trying to find a photo that i want to link to the stories yeah. um i'll find it in a minute okay. um, i'm like why does he have his phone well, yeah I'm like, well, I'm by the way wait pause this for a second to me. we'll come back to morocco okay is that an is that like a that's a samsung uh it's actually a, a one plus seven pro what the fuck is that? Uh, it's a company company oh, called OnePlus. One I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah. It's mostly European, right? Or, uh, or is yeah. it Chinese? Or? I think they're mostly Chinese, mostly um, mostly India and those kind of markets. Uh, beautiful phone. Absolutely beautiful. And my favorite thing is that um, it uses a technology called uh, uh, voltage overcharging, I believe, or voltage over... VOOC, I forget what the acronym stands for. Okay. But um, it actually charges the phone at 30 watts. Unlike most phones, that the USB is generally uh, locked down to no more than 10 or 15 amps. I'm sorry, okay. 10 or 15 watts. So this thing will literally charge at like twice the speed of any other phone on the planet. So it's pretty amazing. Well, this is a Pixel 3. I had it. I had a Pixel 3. You did? Mm-hmm. And you got you got that instead? Yep. I had the Pixel 3 XL. Um, 
It's a beautiful phone. It's absolutely beautiful. The camera is absolutely amazing. Yeah, why did um, you switch? I don't know if you want this to become the the crapping on Google. Go ahead, podcast, but I'll go for it. Um, oh, did you switch because of all the info they collect? I no, no, I could, I could give a crap about that. Honestly, well, I, I'm not a privacy that, nut. That ship I'm, has sailed. You know, yeah, exactly. It's like you know, you're I like privacy too, but when you can't around anywhere, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, um, your Netflix queue. No, is look, I have a, who you I, are, I have so. a, I have a friend who doesn't own a, a cell phone, mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't need them track me. I'm like, dude, everybody else's phone knows where you are. Yeah, like. <laughs> Do you, anyway. do you do you realize that if you, if they've ever set foot in Disney World or Disneyland, then they have more facial recognition tracking software running at any time than like the CIA and NSA combined. Right, like they know exactly where you've been everywhere in the park, but still. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, honestly, um, I'm I'm background in computers, huge computer geek. Was computer science at one point before it kicked my ass. Um, so the Google Three Pixel XL. Google three pixel. Give it. XL. Give us the. Give us the. 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 Um, the simplest explanation. Yeah. Um, camera is amazing. The best camera you will find on a phone, in my opinion. The software is fantastic. The biggest problem with it, only four gigabytes of RAM, and it's Google um, supporting it. So Google has the biggest case of ADHD in any tech company on the planet. <laughs> Everybody jokes around about how Apple nerfs their phones after two years or three years, not intentionally, although semi-intentionally. but in Totally software, intentionally. Oh, yeah. Well, they're like, hey, you know, what happens, happens. Right. Um, what they do is they continue to add things to the software that make use of the current hardware to uh, improve the low-power capabilities. What they don't do is improve the software coding so that older hardwares can um, essentially take or leave what the new features are. So they're forced to run a, a newer feature. So imagine, you know, taking a 20-year-old beater car and forcing it to run a race against newer cars. Even if it's a Civic versus a Civic, newer technology will always outpace older. So Google, so that's what iPhone does. Um, Google, on the other hand, um, they have this bizarre habit of showing immense interest in their products for about three months and then just forgetting about them. Um, I actually wrote up this huge long post on an internet board um, about their their pervasive ADHD starting as far back as the Nexus 10 tablet, which had a graphics driver problem that caused the tablet to... That's one right there. Yeah, right over there. Yeah. Um, I had one for a good year or so, uh, spontaneously rebooted all the time. And the main reason was because the Google operating system that they wanted you to use um, had a graphics driver problem mm. that would cause it to just spontaneously reboot. Right. So um, and I know they do tend to have some little issues here and there. Like I've had that. I changed the battery on that myself. Yeah. Um, that's from 2012. Uh, Are you still running the same operating yeah, system? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I it's mean, it's fine. I don't use it for that much. Yeah. On, honestly, I if barely. you use it as like a daily driver all the time, you would be sitting there in bed or wherever, and just suddenly the screen will no, shut I've off seen and it, suddenly reboot. No, no, no. I've seen it reboot. Yeah. Um. Not often though. So. But 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 I'll 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 uh I'll say with my Pixel One, there was a Wi-Fi issue that happened with an update that I'm sure you heard of. Yep. And it was infuriating. Um. And they unfortunately didn't help no um <laughs> it's that adhd they refuse to acknowledge problems in the in the purview of time that they have to yeah they it. never acknowledge that it was a real issue yeah um because they're too busy trying to get you to buy a pixel 2 right you know and and i mean the pixel 3 xl it's a fantastic phone but um there are ram management issues 
Um, you read around online, loads of people have issues with, with multitasking with it and smoothness, mm. battery power over time. And the more they update it, the more they make it worse. Right. And then you get to a point where like, guys, are you finally going to fix it? And they're like, hey, look, the Pixel 3a. You know, and I'm right. and I'm one of those one of those fools that actually bought a Google Glass years ago because I <laughs> loved the idea of it. It was uh-huh. just such a fascinating, cool technology. Like uh-huh. I just was into it. The battery life on the thing was laughable. Right, right, right. And right. they were so excited. That's what I was going to say about this phone, though. The battery life is ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, and and then you know. If you if you put down more software on it and stuff like that, it can hit at the. It'll also life. charge like seventy five percent in like fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, it'll it'll charge super fast. But yeah. there's like all these other that weird one's faster about though, them. huh? Yeah, it's That's crazy. It's just well, it's just because the Google Pixel. I think that what they do is when it when you plug it in, it uh, it throttles its own software to make sure that charging. Takes you know, precedent. Yeah, so it's like right. if, you, if you're imagining like you know pouring water into a sink while draining at the bottom, they make sure that the drain is as small as possible while pouring water back in to try and fill it back up, versus just letting it drain quick, crazy fast yeah, and yeah, running yeah. a bunch of crap on it. Yeah. Um, I just I just never got the feeling that Google was really going to follow through and be like, hey, we're just we're totally going to support this phone for the next year or two. Like they literally released a cheaper version of the phone within six months. Yeah, you know, but I have, I've had no problems with it. Yeah, I've had I've nothing but good to say yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was actually it's funny you were talking about Cambodian stuff. I have a friend who's in India and well, she's in Nepal at the moment, but mm-hmm. she's doing India. Uh, yeah, she was in Mumbai and then Kathmandu, and now she's in Nepal. Wow. And she said, "I may not, you may not hear from me for the next two weeks because every time she'd grab Wi-Fi, she'd text me or whatever, oh, yeah. you know." Huh. And um, <clears throat> but before she went. Months, but three months before she went, I said, look, get yourself, hopefully an old Pixel, like a Pixel 1. Mm-hmm. Sign up for Google Fi. Take that with you. Yeah. It's one cent calling from India. One cent calling from Nepal. Yep. No problem. And it has, it uses different, it'll grab different networks. Mm-hmm. So hopefully wherever you are, you'll be able to find something that works for you. Yeah. Nepal apparently is tough, but... Or where they are in Nepal, anyway. Yeah. Um, and maybe it would have worked, but she didn't do it. So she's like, now I'm on the... And and by the way, the plan is $20. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and data's just... Well, yeah. you know what the plan is. I think yeah. you had it, didn't you? Um, I looked at it a bunch of times. I was, I've just... I feel like T-Mobile's been killing it all these years, so I've just been stuck with them. But That's cool. Same yeah. exact thing. It's like you go overseas and you're like, yeah, 15 cents a minute call. I mean, my... Free my, data, free text. Booyah. My bill this month was $32. That's awesome. Or last month. Yeah. Um, my b- bill with Verizon for less shit mm-hmm. was 117. Yep. It's I mean anyway, um, and Verizon was trash. Oh yeah. But uh, um, but anyway, so I I begged her to do it, and you know, two days before she's trying to do it, and she's trying to get her dad's old iPhone to mm-hmm. use, and this and that, which you can, but like, it it didn't end up working because. Yep. It was. Too, she just waited way too long. It would. I don't know why I'm giving you. I was just <laughs> bummed out because I wanted to hear. I wanted her to come back and be like, "Oh my god, yeah. cool." Because I've been, I've been proselytizing about this oh, yeah. service for a long time. Oh, it's a fantastic service. The I mean, phone's great, know. and then Google Fi itself yeah. is really great. I think that I think it's funny because I think that a lot of people don't think, "Oh, you know, I don't travel that much internationally." Until that time comes when you travel internationally, and then you see what the phone bill is at the end of it, and you be like man, why is it like this? And you're like, no, there are some providers out there like T-Mobile, Google Fi, uh, I'm pretty sure loads of other MVNOs that are just like, yeah, sure, travel wherever you want. You'll roam on their service. You may you may only get 2G or 3G speeds on data, but 
you can do 15 cents a minute or five cents a minute. And, right. You know, yeah. All of it works. Well, with my pixel, right after I got my pixel, I went to the Philippines mm -hmm. and um, it was great. And look, I didn't plan on making any phone calls. Like I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. um, nobody plans on it. Then you need right. To. <laughs> but then when you're, but when your credit card declines you cause you're out of the country and you have to call them, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it was, it was, uh, five to four cents a minute or something you yep. know or whatever it was at the time i don't oh, remember yeah. but you know it cost me like pennies yeah. it's like cruise line rates of like five bucks a minute or something like right that. right <laughs> and, and right but if you have at&t uh-huh either you buy their plan yeah. which costs hundreds of dollars yeah. um and then you still probably pay roaming rates mm -hmm. or or you can't use it even i think yeah but she bought some apple thing she bought some plan through apple it's ten dollars a day what She's gone for four weeks. It's gotta be like no, a six day weeks. Pass. It's got to be like a day pass kind of a thing. That's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. So yeah. she's not you. She's it's available to her, but she's not using it every day. Yeah. So, but I'm like, Yeesh. she's like, it only works with Wi-Fi or when I have service. I'm like, Wi-Fi. You don't need <laughs> any kind of thing for Wi-Fi. Yeah, right? your Wi-Fi will work. Yeah, Wi-Fi will work. Don't pay anything. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's international. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. Anyway. Um, it, it's just funny. There are better things. Oh, yeah. We, we forget how well advertising works. Oh, yeah. AT&T and Sprint and Verizon and oh. even T-Mobile or whoever. They just hit us in the face all fucking day yeah. with with shit. And then... Um, Dude, you, rem you remember back when you, you paid by the text message, you know? Yeah. Like we used to, you know, 100 text messages for $5 and, you know, pay more extra. It's like... And he used to rail against it. I'm like, this literally costs nothing on their on their network overhead. There's nothing right. behind the scenes that is costing them money to right. carry a 160-character message right. on SMS. But they pulled everybody grab. into thinking it. And mm, then, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think the next thing they're going to do is take, like, our home Wi-Fi mm -hmm. and put limits. Unless you pay more. Comcast That's already does that. Loads of, loads of parts of the country. They throttle you. Do they really? Yeah. They meter, they they meter your, net, your internet. Well, mine's metered. I mean, I know that they track obviously how much mm -hmm. I use. Oh yeah, I mean, if you if you're like I was just home, looking the other day, I'm halfway through the month or so, or yeah. not even, and I'm 75 gigs or something. Oh, you mean on your phone or on your home internet? No, just home internet. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I you know, I I <laughs> I push like 400 gigabytes a month. Yeah, at, I'm sure at, at my home internet, but it's like, you know, and, and that technically does have a cost, kind of, but not not enormously. But it's um. What cost? Um, I mean, they. I mean, I know they laid the fiber and shit, but well, I mean, for the most part, I think, uh, I think that there's most nationwide broadband. I think still relies on like a couple of major providers. Like AT and T is one of the major providers, but uh -huh. there's like L three Communications. I think is one of them, and um, they basically they basically wholesale um, uh, broadband to the major providers, and then the major providers piecemeal it. So that's why, like, you could buy five gigabytes of data uh, for like for a pretty insane price. And what they do is they take the five gigabytes of data and they dice it up and they say, yeah, you can have this kind of throughput, but we'll throttle you if you get too much and a bunch of people using it at the same time. That's why the, if you ever read the, if you ever read the fine print for what your home internet Wi-Fi or your home internet internet service is, it'll always have a, uh, uh, you know, it'll say one gigabits per second, maximum theoretical speed or oh, something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you know, cause they're, they can't guarantee that you'll always get one gigabits per second cause you're sharing it with all your neighbors because they bought it wholesale and now they're dicing it up and giving it. No, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a weird buffet, but no, no, no. I get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it costs some money, but 
I mean, in the world of how much it costs, it's very low. I, f- I think that... Th- I don't. No, think it's just like the text message thing. Yeah. It's just some money grab. That's but my point. It is. It is. But I think that it's one of those things that they can't necessarily go back to because people are already way too accustomed to being like, what, I, I pay for the speed. And somebody would be like, ah, but you don't pay for... You only pay for 40 or 80 gigabytes a month. Right. You got to pay us more for extra. Right. And it's like, this isn't gas. It's not a commodity. Right. It's not. Right, right, right. You know, it's what I think access. would. I think uh, the only thing I think keeping that from. I mean, you said Comcast is already doing it, mm-hmm. but what I think uh, is keeping it from being more pervasive is somebody will pop up. For example, Google Fi has to be scaring the bejesus out of the major carriers, mm-hmm. right? And and like, look at all that. What is it? Cricket and. Um, yeah. Whatever those little weird phone companies are that you hear about. Um, people look down on them because it's like cheap, they think it's cheap or something. Yeah. It's the same fucking service. They're it just is. renting it from Sprint or it AT&T is. or whatever. Yeah, Google Fi, Google Fi runs off the backbone of T-Mobile and Sprint in the U.S. And I think U.S. Cellular, which is also technically T-Mobile. But, right. Um, but yeah, and then Cricket and Smart Mobile and Boost and all of them, they're just, right. they're just MVNOs. They just buy access from Verizon or buy access from T- from AT&T. Right, and what they do is just decrease their profit margin. Yeah. So Verizon has a profit margin of 18 billion percent. Yeah. And and Cricket has a 100% profit margin. So what they buy for a dollar they sell to you for 2 and Verizon sells to you for 100 yeah. or whatever whatever the numbers are. But um yeah, it it's just funny and most people don't realize that. I didn't realize that for a long time. Yeah. You know, I thought I assumed Sprint had well. Sprint does have their own thing, but I assume they all have their own thing everywhere, which oh, yeah. they don't. No, they don't. No, They're, they share towers. Of course, you know. Of they, course, they share towers and they put their place their own antennas onto it, and then yeah. Right. I think. Uh, I think that if there's one, if there's one thing that if you are a tech company, you relish in hearing in most Americans when they say it is people who are like, I'm not a computers person. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about technology. They're like, sweet, we can charge you anything. Right here it comes. You know, like right. that's how they got away with. Do you remember when people paid for long distance? Right. I mean, you know, I remember. Tech, now they throw it in for free. Yeah, it's like everybody because there's you know the interconnection fees. It's just how or it's home phones set up. Yeah. they throw in for you free. Know, you know? Ten ten three two one cheaper long distance. Like you think right. there used to be active advertising. Remember one eight hundred collect. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing that there's all this stuff. It's yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny. I was thinking about this shit the other day because I was looking at my my um, my cable bill. Mm. I don't know if you still have cable or not. I don't. Um, I've kept it for a bunch of reasons um, that I won't go into, but I like a lot of shit, and I get my yeah. HBO and my Showtime, and yeah, my, I mean, yeah. and my hockey. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. But but I'm finding out I think that Hulu has Kings games. Yep. So I may be making some changes in my life. <laughs> yep. But but my bill I just paid it. Okay, so it's it's internet, which my internet's like 50 bucks now I have, you know, the fastest one they have. Mm-hmm. Whatever you were just doing is the noise I was hearing. You moving a little? Yeah, I guess my feet. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I just hear this weird like you're like sit still. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that little creaky. Yeah, no, you're all right. You're all right. Um, and, and no big deal. Sorry, I didn't mean to put <laughs> no, it on No, no, it's cool. <laughs> but but um, no, but so between no, my well, essentially my cable bill minus my internet is a hundred and sixty six dollars. Mm-hmm. And 
And okay, so HBO is $16, Showtime is $10. And I'm like, I'm okay to pay for all this stuff. I mean, this is how we get paid anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. But then there's, you know, these fees that have been there a long time. And this is really why I'm starting to, to consider canceling. HD technology fee, mm-hmm. $10 a month yep. in perpetuity. Yep. What? Uh, a receiver fee. Mm-hmm. That and I've tried. I'm like, can I get another receiver? And nope. Yeah. So I have to. I'm forced to pay for this. Yep. And then the bullshit taxes that aren't real taxes that they say. Yep. State bullshit. There's like 84 lines of fucking taxes, and yep. it adds up to 35 dollars. So I'm like 50 or 60 dollars just on like bullshit that they're just making up. Yeah. That's what makes me mad. But but because of the way things are set up, you can't replace them so easily. Yeah. I can get Spectrum. Which, what a piece of garbage company that is. Yeah. Or I can get AT&T. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Based on based on the government's assessment, uh, uh, you know, this is whole, why I think net neutrality is such a larger issue than people oh, yeah. kind of let on to. But um, if you have two forms of broadband that are available at your house, uh, as far as the government's concerned, they're going to say, yeah, you have, com- you, you have competition. Right. We don't need to worry about it. Right. And now that's to say you have a DSL provider, which technically is broadband because it's not dial-up, but is only five megabits per second. So you can't uh, stream anything more than standard definition on Netflix. Or you have Spectrum, which will give you 100 megabits per second internet, but has 15 different fees and anything else, yeah. and you require a exactly. two-year contract. Exactly. So my at and I get a 50, a yeah. 50 meg connection. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Um, and even that for so many years was so unreliable. Yeah. It's finally gotten better, but you know, it would be 12. Oh, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, it's funny. Cause like, you know, I work in television, but I don't watch television a whole lot. I watch, you know, I have, really? I've been, I've, yeah, I've been, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm trying to remember when I last had a cable bill. I remember back before the phrase cord cutters was a thing. I remember ditching all cable and just being like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch old movies or I'm just gonna okay. keep it on other stuff because it just you know so was, you don't have Netflix Hulu anything oh no no I do have streaming services okay, now okay. Um, yeah. I've got uh, my subscriptions really at this point are just Netflix and Hulu I think um, you know you don't have Amazon oh no I mean I have Amazon Prime so Amazon kind of comes right. with it but yeah. I guess that I, I always forget about that yeah um, yeah. I don't have I don't have Hulu. So I mean, and, and and I mean, I pay the extra for Hulu that doesn't have the commercials. We'll have to talk because you know. I might I might be making a big change here. Honestly, it's like you, if you try it for a few months, if you if you just right. disconnect the receiver and just rely on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, there's there's so much content. Well, no, like I said, as long as I can get my hockey games, yeah, and. And so, like, on Hulu, I can record them, right? Or or they're there so I can watch them like a DVR? I don't know how Hulu Live TV works. I okay. do know that YouTube television has something that, that might interest you because I think that they have NHL games on there. Hmm. And with uh, with YouTube TV, you uh, with your monthly subscription fee, now granted, it's pretty pricey. It's like 50 bucks a month or something like that. Oh, yeah, but, YouTube's crazy But you do yeah. get a, uh, a, a cloud-based DVR and unlimited record time. So if you had 20 different television shows all at the same time that were on, you could tell it to record all of them, and then you could watch them from anywhere, from right. home, on your Roku, from your phone or tablet, wherever. Mm-hmm. You can just tap right into it and watch it. So, Right. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, 
it's yeah when you see those 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 cable bills of being like you know 150 dollars and you're like right. yeah great it's, there's like 9000 channels I, I watch like four of them well and now between what we're <laughs> well what's coming is i've said this to other people is we're going to have uh okay we already have youtube mm-hmm. that that 50 we have netflix hulu amazon mm-hmm. Now we're going to have... That's four. There are others, too. What am I missing? Uh, there's other little... Oh, CBS All yeah, Access. Yeah, CBS All Access. ESPN Plus. There's ESPN uh, Plus. Um, HBO Go and whatever. Oh, yeah. Right? If you had the premium movie channels, there's like four of those. Okay, know, but like, I'm not talking about cable. I'm talking about... Okay. Yeah, you, I mean, like, you yeah, can streaming. get HBO Go oh, streaming. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. I don't know you about Showtime. You pay direct for Showtime. It's Showtime. Yeah, Show Go. I think is what it's There's called, eight. Something like that. Um, what else? Uh, I think ABC's doing their own one. Anyway, okay, so that's eight that exist that are really common, mm-hmm. right? Then we're going to add two Disney ones, mm-hmm. plus we're going to add Apple, mm-hmm. plus we're going to add... Facebook. Facebook, plus we're going to add um, the short one that... What's Katzenberg is working on? No, not oh, Katzenberg, not sure. but... Uh, uh, shit. Anyway, that another guy's working on that's like a... Anyway, it's just like... Okay, so now how many is that? Thirteen. Yeah. So so now I have to get thirteen things, which are all only eight to fifteen dollars. Besides a YouTube one, which is fifty bucks. Yeah. Now I'm spending three hundred dollars. <laughs> yep. I mean, options are expensive. Yeah. That's what they. I they, guess that's a way to look at it. I, it's just funny because people have been railing against cable, like they've wanted cable to change and say, "Let me select what I want, all yeah. a card, and then pay." Yeah. And cable refuses and to do that. <laughs> they're getting it all over again. Well, but yeah, but now we're there, but we're there, but back to the same thing again. Yeah. It's, but it's but they're all just going to compete with each other. That's all. I mean, it's and and you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, it's going to be it's going to be Disney and Netflix. Because you know, for your kids, right? No, just in general. I think. Oh well, you're right. I think that you're a comic book guy and stuff. I think. Well, I just think that. I just think that when you think about the content war, which is what I what I've been calling what we've been seeing the last couple of years, because you know, they're still trying to get any distance out of us that they can with saying, "Oh, well, it's only on web streaming. It's only a Netflix show or something like that." Be like, "Yeah, you have more subscribers than every cable provider in the U.S. combined." (laughs) So don't try that. Um, It's like Netflix is preparing for all of the rugs to be pulled out from under them because they've got so much content that has popularized the platform but they all belong to all these other distributors that are quickly building their own no i understand and netflix does not own all their shows no which is why which is why netflix i think is ramping up so much of their own independent stuff so that they were prepared for when the office goes away right when friends disappears when parks and rec goes away well but even that even that for example they don't own um house of cards i don't think Mm, i don't think so yeah i think you're right um they don't own i'm not sure of the ones but i know there's a bunch that they don't there's a bunch they do and a bunch they don't yeah probably now they're making all their deals where they own it oh yeah um but they're funding it they're running it they're doing all that well even if they funded it before i mean they funded house of cards yeah but they made a deal who knows how it oh yeah it was the early days it was like the first original one of the first original content original shows for them but I mean, but then you've got Disney, who doesn't even exist yet. Disney Plus isn't even out there yet. And they already own all of Disney's 
property for distribution. And you know, you could start thinking it would probably take you a while to, to get through all of it. Now they own all of 20th Century Fox yeah. distribution. And they also own all of Marvel, and they also own all of Lucasfilm. What's left? This day and age, what is just what good is stuff possibly left? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you've got you've got Amazon who kind of you know they've got uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel and and a, and a couple of good shows, um, which I mean, Marvelous Miss Maisel is absolutely friggin' amazing. But, yeah, it's a um, great show. Um, oh, there's 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 nothing about that show that isn't flawless. Is that right? Yeah, um, but with when it comes to when it comes to Disney Plus, I mean, they you know they consolidated and everybody let it happen, and now it's like they own everything you watch. What do you mean everybody let it happen? What's that mean? Uh, I think that everybody. Who is everybody? I don't think that every. Who is everybody? I think that the their competitors. I don't think that their competitors fully acknowledged how much was being sandwiched in by them all at once. It's like okay, they bought Marvel. They're like, okay, cool. They got some comic book movies. Oh, wait. Then Marvel starts earning billions of dollars yeah, but, at the box office. Yeah, but okay. But you say they let them do it. I mean, do, you don't think Paramount could have bought... Oh, no, no, no. I don't th- I don't think there was necessarily a... Sony yeah. probably. I guess my, my... Yeah, my language is probably not not accurate. It's not like it's not like they stood by and said, well, that's going to happen. Nothing, you know, uh, we would do something. But, yeah. You know, whatever. I think that it happened and now everybody kind of sees this Goliath on the you know it's Godzilla I mean on one the of the worst things there. for the business that I can think of uh, I th- I think will be one of the worst things for the business in the history of the business is is Disney buying Fox Yeah um I don't I don't it's think It's horrible. I can't think of how consolidation helps diversity and competition No no all. it seems very anti-competitive. Yeah. I can't believe the deal went through as easy as it did. Um I think it's all about corporate money. Mm-hmm. Um period yeah. um you know, look, they they cry poor to us every day. Yeah. Um, in our union negotiations, they beat us down. We lose something seemingly every time. Yeah. Um, even if we stay even, we're losing. Like this time, everybody's like, oh, we gained this and that. And it's all very minor. And it's like, we got a 3% a year raise. I'm like, great. Inflation's at 7 Yeah. So thanks for the 3% um, uh, or 4% uh, uh, cut I just got. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, my point is they should be, they should be asking for 40 things, get back shit we lost, make more money, do whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. safety and all that. And, and they claim, well, we have different people now, so hopefully that'll change. Yeah. But, um, I think you're one of them now. Oh, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't win my election. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, I voted. I was, I was, I was stoked to be nominated, honestly. Well, you're still young. I also didn't really do much to kind of campaign for it. Really? I mean, I think that I could have done a lot more. I think my, sure. My statement on the website had me in a, in a romper with a T-Rex being ridden by a cat on it. So maybe I wasn't taken entirely seriously, but, um, no, I mean, I honestly, um, this is, this is something that I, I, I completely believe um, is going to be important for the for our union members moving forward is um, Matt Loeb in our in our general meeting uh, I think it was I think that was two years ago at the 2017 general meeting I mean he pretty much you know he had a lot of unscripted reality TV operators who were very angry about about the way that um, their the hours were being you know they're they're losing out on their rates because they were going to union shows and they're like you know we're our wages are being cut and all this stuff and our hourly rate is going down and um can you help us and you know i'm probably muddling a lot of the the specifics of that but i remember matt was the one who was kind of like you know 
I think that he wasn't stating very eloquently, but he was trying to drive the point of being like, guys, we're, we're negotiating price floors for you. If you want more, go get more. That's my quick summary of what he was kind of getting at. And I thought that that's actually, I thought that that was kind of good and bad. I thought that he was kind of abdicating responsibility as a chief negotiator for all of us, but he was also kind of giving us back the fact that it's like we as the workers need to be the ones who are like, okay, well, the rate card says that, but I'm worth this. Right. If you don't fight for yourself, nobody will fight for you. Yeah. And and, and look. And I think that we're he- I think that we're heading towards a lot of that. Like I think that for the next two years we need to, you know, I can I can definitely appreciate um, fighting for uh, maintaining our health care, maintaining uh, you know pension and and all the things where our money goes to, but I think that the neglected focus for the last couple of years that we are going to kick ourselves if we haven't already addressed it, if we don't address it soon, is going to be our wages, like you're saying. It's not just the fact that it's 3% growth against Well, I'm not even inflation. saying that. I, I, I'm not saying that, actually. Yeah. I, I made the comment I made because we are losing something. Oh, yeah. But I'm not complaining about the wages. I'm complaining about safety shit. Oh, and, and, hours that's, we work. and that's where I'm going to get at. Is, that's that's is, my main... To that's, me, <clears throat> uh, by, by keeping... By keeping wage growth uh, stifled the way that it does, it means that our overtime is also stifled, which means that right. um, we've continued to allow them to put a price tag on our blood. And yeah, yeah. at some point, somebody is going to have to say, okay, you know when we're talking about exhaustion and sleep deprivation and long hours and abusive hours? We're not kidding that that's a health risk paramount – or I'm sorry, uh, uh, on, on the level of – you know, drunk driving or or heart failure or other major issues like these are these are things that we need to be. Well, if people if, people who work an average of eleven hours a day, and and if I'm wrong on these exact numbers, I think the numbers are people who work on average of eleven hours a day have a forty percent increased risk of stroke. Absolutely. Um, there's a huge increase in heart disease, and then if you take the the long hours, which eleven's a short day for us. Mm-hmm. If you take the long hours, we know minimum is 12 generally. If we take those 12-hour days and then we start at 6 a.m. on Monday morning and we finish at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, yep. and then we get back up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. on Monday morning, it's so bad for you. It's super bad for your health. Yeah. And they do it because it's not that much more money. Yep. It's It doesn't cost them much. And if it costs the studios money... They would change it. Yeah. Right? Well, and so either it's going to be like this. Either the union will get us like night premiums or whatever. Things that make it un uh, unwieldy or financially... What's the right word? They don't want to fucking shoot past midnight or whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Yeah. Until we do that and make it, make it hurt their wallet, yeah. it's not going to change unless... We get a whole bunch of people dying driving home from work, which we've had a whole bunch, and it hasn't seemed to change anything. So, yeah. I, you know, um, but it happens all the time. I'm sure you've fallen asleep in your car on the way on the way home. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's been there's been times when I'm like turning uh, turning the the AC all the way down, rolling down the windows, blasting my various death metal music, um, <laughs> right. and it doesn't you know, help. Uh, it's not supposed to. It's you know, it's like it's that you know, any doctor will tell you, yeah, you can give. You can give coffee to a drunk person. Um, you're just going to have a very awake drunk person. Right. 
you know right. that doesn't that doesn't negate the negative effects of what you're right. doing yeah. which is why i mean i just i honestly just think that it's like okay if if everyone's going to be completely neglectful over the the sizable information and evidence that that abusive hours are damaging to our health and to our livelihoods mm -hmm. then i believe that we as the union members can be like okay sure it's great that you guys have overtime agreements that you have Time and a half. Well, it doesn't hurt the union place. if we all die young either, because no. then the, the pension then plan to, doesn't yeah. have to then pay. Then they have out. to pay out to whoever the death benefits are. Right. Um, no, I just think that I honestly think that uh, that all crew members, all IA crew members, should just band together and just say the the set shuts off at twelve hours. Not, we wrap at twelve hours and then we take another hour striking or anything like that. I think that if more productions lived with the very real awareness that their Headlights crew at 12. was going to be tail lights at twelve, right? No matter what the state of the set is. We are leaving at 12, and we will have 12 hours off the clock before we come back. Yeah. I think that if we supported each other, if yeah. we made that clear to our productions, they would schedule things. And you know what? They would not lose hardly any money. Oh, no. They'd save money. No. They'd save money. No. And their yeah. schedules would be fine. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's irresponsible producers. Um, look, and we all know there's once in a while where it's just like, for scheduling purposes, it's just going to be a nightmare today. That shit happens. But it can't be a nightmare every day. Yeah. It can't be. Yeah, you can't walk into things expecting it to be 14-hour days just because that's what the price is. Because guess what? Right. Contract after contract after contract of of only 3% wage growth means that after however many contracts, all of a sudden overtime has become cheaper than what straight wages would have been yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Right. So now it's very much affordable to them to do a 16 hour day. And I, it's I, not even about the overtime though. It's really, to and, me, it's about the, it's about putting some kind of fee on it. Well, you know, and the, and this is just me as having two kids, but, but, and that, a wife but it and a doesn't hurt. The overtime doesn't hurt. The, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. It's blood money that that doesn't hurt them in the slightest. Whereas, right. you know, I think that if I if if I were to be inscripted working right now, where everything was just expected to be 16 hour days, and I had two kids and a wife and a dog at home, I would probably start looking for something else to do. I don't I don't know if I could right. tolerate it. I mean. Right. You know, I think, um, and this might be, I, 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 I've been, I wish that I could find the quote, because um, I, I think that you had mentioned that you knew um, Chip Monk from, I did, from Florida. Yeah, yeah I, I, did. I met him once at Panavision. Oh, Florida. really? Yeah, I interned at Panavision, Florida years oh, ago. Oh, you did? And he came That's through so one time. And he was definitely one of those characters that I was like, oh, man, I totally, I, I he's such a nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's a just sweetheart so, of a guy. Yeah. So sweet. And then I think I had heard that he had passed away, right? It was, it was a couple of a while back wasn't it long time ago yeah i think because i think it, going on no not it's like going, 10 years right at, no 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 more, more like more like 15 really i think i'm I mean, you know somewhere in there yeah so yeah i just remember because i remember with I a think pregnant wife had, at the time yeah, he had he had posted something online um that i that always kind of stuck with me which was like he said something along the lines of it's like the, the the jobs that we work better be important because that's time away from our families Right. It's time away from the people that we care about. Right. And whatever yeah. we're working on, it better be worth it. And I think that that doesn't just mean the content needs to be worth it, but the time away needs to be worth it. It needs to be not, it needs to not be damaging to us mm -hmm. as people or as workers. And it doesn't need to put us in danger. And I think that there was a time when everybody looked back on um, asbestos exposure as being like, oh, we'll just wear a mask. It's fine. 
That's just how it is. Go outside and smoke a cigarette. Right. It's fine. You know, tough it out. Right. And that's exactly the language we're seeing from our union. I still, I really wish I had just printed out that freaking email that our union sent out that legitimately tried to explain away the best way to deal with onset exhaustion as sleeping in a car. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, just pull over and sleep in your car. And I want to be like, okay, so, so those. Wait, wait, who- wait, wait. Hang on. I think I remember you having this conversation on Facebook because they made it illegal to sleep in a car. Yeah. Was it you who? Yeah. Yeah, in LA County, it's like it's illegal to sleep in your car. But the union's official position was: if you think you're going to fall asleep, pull over to the side of the road and take a nap. And I and I just started running through it. I'm like, okay, so the people who carpooled, four of you in a car, yeah, just get real fucking cozy. Right. Um, I don't know what those guys were doing. I would. I wanted to be like, you're going to tell me that all the the female crew members who like live in a constant state of paranoia about about shit going on around them you're going to advocate that they sleep in their fucking cars right how tone yeah. deaf do you have to be yeah it's pretty bad that, that is and then they try to recall for, well i mean it's extreme cases and then they're going to call it a win that after this last contract oh they're going to give out rim you know they're going to give out rooms and r- rides and rooms right so so i asked somebody about this and i said um i was maybe it was facebook or something and i said look so Today I'm shooting in Santa Clarita. We work an 18-hour day. Mm. You say, "Hey, we'll give you a a lift home mm-hmm. or an Uber home or whatever." So that's a 40, depending on the time of the day, minimum 45-minute ride mm. for me. Yeah. So tomorrow we're shooting in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. How the fuck? So now I have to take an Uber to Santa Clarita to get your car. Minimum 45 minutes mm-hmm. to get my car and then drive two hours to Long Beach. So that's the plan. Yep. And they're, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I'm like, what? Because they haven't even guaranteed the Uber back. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. And they're like, don't worry, don't worry. They'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah I've heard that before. Yeah, if, unless it's in the fucking contract in black and white. Exactly not, right. And, and sometimes when it is, they can't manage to get it done. Yeah. So um, I've had that exact... We'll send a runner to go get your car and bring it down to Manhattan Beach. How's that? Be like... Oh, so how do I get there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's... it's um, And I understand it's not it's not... It, when you're when you're trying to fix symptoms, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder than trying to fix the problem at hand. Well, because <laughs> the problem at hand is simple: shorten our days, make our weeks less crazy, where we have ridiculous turnaround things. Yeah. So, like, work a more normal schedule, more like a you know a seven to seven, mm-hmm. as opposed to a seven to seven today and a noon to fucking midnight tomorrow, and mm-hmm. a four to four yeah, the, the sliding next sliding shit. Right, and then and then turning it back around again the next week. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's an easy solution. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy to get done. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's an easy solution. And all the other bullshit that you're trying to sort out, like sleeping on the side of the fucking road, mm-hmm. starts to go away. Yeah. And look, 12 hours is still a long day. Yeah. But at least we have more normal schedules. We have enough, If we have enough time off work, yeah. 12 hours, uh, at least, then we can... Uh, uh, then we can get enough sleep and it'll be less likely that we're going to fall asleep in our car. Yeah. But I mean, you know, as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware, it's like there are truck drivers that have hard rules about how many hours they're allowed to drive before they are forced to get off the road. Yeah. And yet we do. And somehow in the uh, entertainment industry, yeah, our teamsters are not held to the same standard. Yeah. You know, they're driving just as many heavy trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, they work ridiculous hours. Now, for them, I'm not saying they're sleeping on the job, but like if a guy driving the you know an 18 wheeler yeah. can have a nap during the day, 
That's great. Yeah. Actually, I, I'm full support. Pay him to take a nap. Yeah. But um, so that's cool. But I can't have a nap. Yeah. You can't have a nap. Mm-hmm. The 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 well, I can't prop se- assistant I can't, on scripted days. I can't step away to crafty. I have to stand there and you know you're watching blocking. You're hearing where the lights are going up. You're watching everything that's going on. Of course, there isn't five seconds to go grab a bag of peanuts or something like that. You know, if anything, you hope that the AC has a second to go grab something for you if you're hungry. Like otherwise, you know, piss, yeah. piss your pants. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, um, you know, it, almost everybody on set does not have time. Yeah, to to go have a nap. You mm-hmm. know, some people have five minutes of downtime here and there, whatever. Um, some some a little more, maybe some a little less, whatever. Mm-hmm. But nobody's napping except no. maybe maybe the drivers. Yeah, and good. <laughs> Yeah, but but everybody's working their asses off this whole time. It's not it's you know people in offices don't understand. They work an eight hour day at a desk. Yeah, and you know and look, using your brain is is hard. But we're using our brain and we're doing physical work. Yeah, you know we're figuring out how to get the camera into that weird corner and then not only get it there but get it out of there in a smooth way and mm-hmm. then be able to come around on this one and not see that yep. and do that. So yes, our brains are constantly going. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we're also, if we're riding a dolly, we're manipulating our body in all kinds of weird ways and yeah. standing in weird ways. Or if we're doing Steadicam, then we're really humping some gear or we're doing handheld. And anyway, I, I'm beating a dead horse a little bit, but yeah. like, I think like when the, when the union was talking about their negotiations, they're like, we put in 14 hour days and we're all like, why the fuck? What? Yeah. Why? Why are you putting in 14 hour days to, to negotiate a contract? Yeah. It just makes no sense. Well, I mean, like, and and they're like, we sacrifice, and I'm like, yeah, dude, we do this every day. Yeah, and 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 I know some of them do, and not all work that much, but some of them are, you know, really full time. Yeah. But anyway, I, my, I, yeah, they, they, it's like they have they have to negotiate with what they're handed, which is another reason why it's like the more that we build up arguments that are in that are, are in benefit to the union, There's, that's the, the, the thing. better. Right. Is, so, you know, when you when you look at the day, so the you know, you working on a set 12 hours, um, your your wages and pension, your 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 uh, employer contribution is only based on your straight time uh, off of your 12 hour day. Now you get time and a half for eight to 12 on a union show. So you're paid technically 14 hours of straight time, but your 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 employer contribution is only 12 hours. Now, if you want to make the argument to the union, we should be making the argument to be like the show should we shouldn't have overtime agreements beyond 12 hours. It should be 12 hours taillights because if you take a day that could have been 16 hours, yeah, you know you're gonna get you know you you personally are gonna get four hours of double time, four hours time and a half. So you know you'll get a healthy payday and you know hopefully some sleep maybe not really, but the union is only going to see 16 hours straight of that versus if they were to just schedule two 10-hour days and then, you know, set everybody home, whatever it is, two 10-hour days, that's 20 hours of contribution versus 16 hours of contribution. Yeah, I understand. So the union should be in favor of limiting the abusive hours to the point where they force the schedule to fit and they'll actually see more. Yeah. You know, this is this is the tail end of everybody panicking over the the health of our pension. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I think I see a solution here. If we scheduled it such that it made more use of straight time on a schedule as opposed to no, 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 know. no. I, I know, and that argument has been made for many, many years. It actually saves studios money. Yeah. Um, it's it's good. and it helps the union. It's good for everything. Yeah. Um, the problem is, and this is a legit problem. 
and it's it's part of a deeper thing because yeah. the writers write 40 locations into one hour of TV or oh, yeah. whatever. I, I'm probably exaggerating, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so you're shooting, you're doing that Santa Clarita and then you're Long Beach and then you're on stage for three days and then you're in Hollywood or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like, um, because of that, and because of the, t- so it takes longer to shoot stuff mm-hmm. um, because of that. And and so if you did 10 hour days or eight hour days or 12s or whatever you did, um, it, so you have to extend the schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, a show shooting 22 episodes or whatever already goes like 10 months a year. Mm-hmm. That's that's the point. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I so mean, it's, it's a matter of stars and having time to shoot it all. Yeah. So you could shoot year round, but they wouldn't get these big actors who are doing TV and stuff now, mm-hmm. I don't think, to do it because then they can't use the summer or whatever to shoot a movie yeah. or to have time off. or You know well, what I mean? You, pro- get my, you get my point. Oh, yeah, I, a, get, I get it, the point. Again, it's another symptom. It just seems like one of those things where it's like, okay, if we're talking about how much money is being generated, did shooting in Santa Clarita and then Long Beach really yield the show anything financially as opposed to being like, you know, going to the writers and saying... Can we make this work in, in, you know, something more narrow in scope? Well, where you've written night here, is there any reason it can't say day? Yeah. You know, or, or any, you know. And the answer almost all the time is no. Yeah. Although they would probably argue, but the real answer is no. Yeah. But But how many times have you gone and shot... Um, I've shot in weird apartment buildings where we didn't see out the window and we're stuffed into tiny place with no air conditioning. Yeah. We could have done it on stage so easy. Yeah. But they saved $10 by doing it. Yeah practically Which, but but it made the day twice as long because you got to hump all the gear up two flights of stairs yeah. and, you know the whole thing yeah um and then and then uh uh what else was i getting at oh that that just happens a lot and you know yeah just dumb shit how but, many times have you been in a you know the dark bar oh yeah where you know it, it, nobody knows what time of day it is it could be anywhere in the world you yeah. could be on any sound stage in the world but yeah. s- for some reason you're shooting in the tiniest bar in the world in Eagle Rock. Yeah. You know, and you've got 120 people into a tiny spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or in, or in fucking Silmar. Yeah. Or in some stupid place you're like, why oh, the I've, fuck are we here, yeah. man? Yeah, I've been to places that were like, sca- were not even scattered right. the night before, and yet here we are shooting them. But right, I, but I get it. I get it when, you know, you have a scene where somebody pulls up to a gas station and gets robbed, and yeah. you have to shoot a wide shot, and you shoot the gas station. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. But like... Two people sitting at a bar and one bartender serving a drink, and you can't build like something really quickly on a stage. Yeah. It's like you never see outside. Well, you never look through a window. I think I th- you think about it this way: we we work as as camera operators. We work in a every every situation, every room we walk into where we have to block, you know, help shoot a scene. We think about it this way: we walk in and we assess. Okay, what are the constants? Okay, there's a window over here. There's a doorway over there. There's you know something over here that we cannot see no matter what. You know, we, we assess the constants and then we look at the variables and we see how flexible are the variables. Okay, we'll make it work with the variables we have in front of us. Well, production and scheduling does the exact same thing. What are what are the constants? Oh, well, um, you know, this is the location the way it was written and this is what it's been described as and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, what are the variables? Okay, well, you know, the crew can work for 18 hours. Fuck, we'll pay them. All right. The sooner we make that variable into a constant, mm-hmm. 
Trust me, they will find a way to schedule it. Yeah, no, no, so, I know. know. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm. We're on the same page. I'm just I'm, I, for anybody out there listening who's like being I, like, I, I'm oh, not I'm gonna miss out on my payday because we're not getting 18 hour overtime all well, the no, time. Look, like, nah, man, you'll still make more money and you'll actually look, get more I know, in your pension. Look, you know? I know drivers want long hours, mm -hmm. but we already went over that. And if you can have a nap, fuck it. Yeah. Um, although you'd think they'd want to see their kids more, but. Well, and they'll still get more straight time. They'll still get more hours. Okay, fine. It, but know, anyway, you know? but, but, right, right, right. It's just this. It's just this argument where they've they've seen the one paycheck, and I'm sure that all of us are like, okay, we're worried about seeing what the other paycheck might look like. But it's like the more assurances you give them to be like, look, man, you know, the schedule will accommodate what this is, you know, and you'll have more personal time to enjoy all that money that you're making, right. you know. Well, You're, you'll live longer. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I, I can't speak for everybody, but it's like, hopefully, you know, there's something at the end of the day that's yeah. there to greet you. You'd want to spend more time. And look, I'm not against yeah. a weird day where you do 15, you know, mm. um, uh, I, I'd prefer not to. But but there should be there should be some some uh, uh, particulars in, involving that. Oh, yeah. Right. So instead of the, your 12 hours off, now you get 15 off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like shit yeah. like that. If you go 15, it's But 15. that really screws you because then the next well, day's later. But my point being, then it screws them because they can't start again on Monday at 6 a.m. I, I would honestly say... Which means they'll stop doing it. My my solution to that would actually be... So I don't know how it would work because I'm sure some of it's actually built into 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 law. But I would actually advocate that it's like, okay, if you if you pass the 12-hour mark, your uh, your worker compensation, your I'm sorry, your employer's compensation towards your um, your benefits uh, now earns the same multiplier you do. So let's right. say you hit 12 hours you're instead of getting 12 time. hours straight right. into your bank or into your health benefit hours. Suddenly now you're at 14. If you work 16 hours, then you know whatever the straight yeah, time multiplier. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like. Make it so that it's so massive on the back end. No, we're we're you saying know? all the yeah. same things. Yeah. We're saying yeah. all the same things. Yeah. And and you know, there are ways to do it. Yeah. Um, even the studios are finally realizing, and, and we can stop beating this dead horse yes. for a minute. But yes, but, but even the studios it's have almost started tender enough to eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, even the studios are realizing that this is not. A tenable situation no. like finally you know fox is 14 now and i know there was a whole thing about veep they decided to do 12s i think or 12 on 12 off yeah um and it's a half hour comedy yeah. i mean look it's a great show and you know i i talked to eric excuse me emerson about it who said you know they're very they're hardcore about how they shoot it mm -hmm. which is great but and it's great that they did the twelve on twelve off. Yeah. But it's not because nobody said anything and they just let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Some smart people got together with reasonable people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, whoever the showrunner is, and somebody like Julia Louis Dreyfus, who probably doesn't want to be there for fourteen hours either, no. and all the actors, and they said, okay, yeah, this makes sense. We'll make it work. If we have to add a day, we'll add a day. Yeah. You know, and but but we have to go to people and say it. Yeah, and I don't feel like the union has. I don't think the union has either. I Hopefully, think that that's changing. I, I I adore seeing a, a lot a lot of talent in interviews talking about how they dislike long days. And again, I right. I, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to, you know, just mention the fact that it's like I work mostly in live television, live broadcast. So, you know, 
I don't, I mean, I'm not directly impacted in a lot of this. A lot of our days are, you know, 10 hours or whatever's on the schedule. That's how long we shoot for because they make sure we are out when the satellite, right. when the uplink dies, we're not broadcasting anything. So everybody go home. Right. But, you know, so for the most part, this is me feeling genuine empathy, genuine empathy for all of my brothers and sisters and everybody who works. Well, but you've done it hours. too. And I've also done it and right. I do it occasionally here and there. Right. So it's like, I do, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't want I don't want anybody to be like, oh, well, I mean, he doesn't do it all the time. And I'm like, no, we we're all in this together right. because this is uh, something that's valuable. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody else that I know and enjoy working with, you know, suffer because yeah. everybody waited too long to acknowledge the actual health risk involved here. Right. And we could go further into the we're all in this together stuff yeah. with the 13 different locals all voting together. Mm. And we are in it together, but we don't. We don't all want the same things all the time. No. Fairly so. It's not that one wants something bad and one wants something good. No. It's... But we have different, um, um, what's the right word? We have different concerns about the job we do because mm -hmm. the jobs are different. Yeah. So um, so voting like that, like nothing's, it's very unlikely anything will ever happen as, as far as like some kind of strike or, no, or disruption. I do think that that's why we ourselves as crew members on set can be the ones to speak up when yeah, we you're see talking a about safety like issue. Locally, and we can be, right, yeah. all of us on set, band together and right. go to the producers and say, we've come to a decision and we're over the abuse of hours. Right. So, and unfortunately, you know, what's going to happen on some shows, hopefully a lot of people would do it together. Mm -hmm. um, like a lot of different shows, I mean. Yeah. Um, but on some shows, they're going to say, all right, you're all fired. Yeah. And we'll hire new people. And hopefully they won't be able to hire new people. But, you know, but the, the fear is people's fear is I'll get fired and I'll never work again. Yeah. So people are scared to do that. Yeah. And I think that we. I think it's, it's possible. I just think it's unlikely. I think that everybody, everybody who has that concern, we, we, you know, we definitely feel that because it's like. If, if health concerns are what we're talking about, I mean, how many times have we seen unsafe things happen that we bit our tongue over? We didn't say something sooner. I mean, you right. know, eventually we need to instill in everybody, be like, you speak up when you see something unsafe going on, and that includes abusive hours now. You know, it's yeah. not just yeah. being asked to carry a fucking mattress onto a goddamn train track on a bridge oh god you let's know, not get into that you no know, but that's that's no what, you're right that's, no i, I, I think, shouldn't I, i'm not I dismissing that, it no I'm no just no saying, yeah i know you're yeah. not i'm just saying that's the level of concern that we should be evaluating right. abusive hours on it yeah. should be that level of a health concern you're right it's just you're right and thing. to and to quote uh, a dp i used to work with I think we've beat all the baby seals to death. Damn right. So we can yeah. move on. Yeah, fuck those things. <laughs> and but let's before let's we make move some nice on, boots. <laughs> before we move on, let's take a uh, let's take a break. Cool. Get, because okay. I know that beer is empty. Yes, it is. All right. So yep. we'll and get gotta, a new one. I gotta take a leak. <laughs> make sure that makes it to the podcast. <laughs> okay, we'll do. <laughs> I I had to start recording again because we're talking about these stupid fucking I scooters. Hate on these electric bikes. These electric scooters. Yeah that you were just saying aren't fit for the road or the sidewalk and they all have printed on them do not ride do not on ride the on the sidewalk because yeah. we all well i thought we all knew it was against the law yeah apparently some people um i shouldn't call them dumb but they don't pay attention to stuff like that i guess but some people don't realize what's legal and what's not no um which i guess is kind of fine but but anyway, no, we were talking about that shit because I had a I had a little incident. <laughs> um, but they're everywhere, and and you know the God, I, old man, just the kids riding them like assholes. Uh huh. 
You know, I, I'm not, I don't care if I see somebody fucking jaywalking. I'm like, that's nah, illegal. Like, yeah. that's not me. Yeah. You know, go ahead, whatever. Like, but if you, obviously, if you get hit by a car, but like, you're not causing me any problem. Yeah. But if, you know, and if you're riding your scooter on the sidewalk and I'm walking and you're going slow and you avoid me and I'm not going to, I don't, I don't even blink an eye. That's yeah. fine. Whatever. Yeah. But when you're hauling ass full speed two by two on the sidewalk with somebody else and you're yeah. running into people. Yeah. Especially on Melrose where it's like the sidewalks can go from being five feet across to suddenly two feet across because there's a light post or something right there. You're like, okay, well. That's true. As a matter of fact, it was funny. I saw like 20 of those. Now they have the stupid electric bikes too. It started with yeah. the scooters and now with the stupid bikes. And they had 15 of them all lined up yeah. on the curb on Melrose. And there was about... I'm going to say a three foot or two and a half foot space between the wall mm -hmm. where the store is, you know, the, the, the building there yeah, and the back tire of the thing. And I thought, shit, a wheelchair won't even fit through here. Mm -hmm. I came really close to just pushing them all out off the curb. You should. <laughs> you know what? I really want to. And I see those, there are all those blogs and, or blogs, but like Instagram yeah. uh, accounts with like birds, like a hundred yeah. bird scooters in a pile Throwing of fire. Tree and or, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny. I think they're all, that's mostly in Venice. Yeah. But, um, uh, and I'm cool with that. I don't care. Cause they're, they're just throwing their trash property out everywhere. Well. On this, on, on public property. But I also don't want to get. Uh, I don't want to get arrested for destruction of property. No, you don't want to be that guy. But also, I think, that, honestly... It, no, I do want to be that guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be the guy that goes to jail for that. That's <laughs> you want true. to be the guy that does it, but not pays the consequences. But the funny thing that I, I remember reading is, like, uh, I think... So, like, a lot of those electric scooters are placed out there by three different companies. Uber has got their stupid ones. And That's then Bird, right? No, no, they're, they have a whole separate one. They've just got one called, like, Ride or something like that. Or okay. Something. So it's like Lime, Bird, and Uber. Uber okay. just posted like a $5 billion loss or something like that on their company. Yeah, their largest quarter. loss ever. But right. meanwhile, Lime and Bird, from what I've read, are doing nothing but losing money oh, on these yeah. things. And well, they're constantly getting kicked out of different yes. cities because their business model is literally to drop the scooters and then ask permission to operate. Right. And I'm like... Right. Okay, so I guess that's the way you're going to do it. Like, what happens when the city just seizes all of them? They're like, yeah, they're just um, not allowed. <laughs> there is a place. I forget where it is. Shit. There's somebody towing them all. Yeah. And putting them in their storage and charging, trying to charge Bird or whoever. Yeah. They're basically taking them for ransom. They they're should. getting sued. We'll see what happens. But um, that's not in L.A. I forget where that is. Um, I think it might be in Arizona. Should be in LA. <laughs> There's just so many of them. And yeah. look, look, the city of Santa Monica, where where I think Bird is located. Yeah. Like their corporate offices are in Santa Monica. Yep. They're outlawed, and they were fined, I think, fourteen million dollars. Yeah. Um, in West Hollywood, which so technically I'm not in West Hollywood. Uh huh. So, up half a block up is uh is wearing. Uh huh. I'm pointing. The wrong, yeah, no, that way. No, yeah. Um, half a block up yeah. is Waring, and then Melrose is right there. Yeah. So above Waring is West Hollywood. Uh -huh. So they're illegal there. Okay. You can ride them through West Hollywood. Yeah, but you can't park them. Right. Well, I think you can get off one and leave it, but they're not allowed to take them, charge them, and put them there. Okay. The company can't place them That's, there. The rules are so weird with this. 
Well, that's the thing. Like, they're trying not to... Because, look, I have friends who ride them sometimes, and they're like, oh, they're fun. You'd like it. And I probably would. I totally rode one. I was in Baltimore working on Ninja Warrior, and I was like, right. hey, they're out everywhere. I should just give it a try. But they should and pay like, the city for I, space to put them. Yeah. And, like, like the bikes are. Like, the normal bikes. They yeah, have, like, the racks. bikes or whatever. Right. The, the, yeah, the paper-use ones. Yeah, because right. then I tried that, and then I went to uh, Santa Monica, went to the Promenade, and I found one of the bikes there. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just scoot up that way. Right. And they are speed-locked um, on the Promenade, so you can't ride them in the Promenade. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just take it around the back thing. But, like, the whole what area in Santa Monica. So they the power output of them, uh, of the Lime bikes on Santa Monica on the Promenade, they won't use the the, the motor at all. So you end up just kick scooting them. No way. At Third Street Promenade? Yeah. Oh, they put some kind of GPS yeah, that, thing so, on them. And then I was like, well, this thing's stupid. I can't fucking use this. So I, I'm just going to lock it. So I just put the kickstand down and tried to use the app to lock it. And the app is like, you can't park it here. I'm like, well, I just picked it up from here. So right. then I had to walk it back further than where I picked it up from. To I found it. a place where it would uh, the GPS would allow it to be locked. Right. Right. What a pain in the ass. It's a weird... I want a business model where I can just buy thousands of electric scooters, put them on the road, and hope to make pennies over the course of a day. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, you know, because Uber, Uber's getting absolutely crushed. Yeah. And look, we all like Uber. Something like whether it's Uber or or I Lyft. I, I hate Uber. I don't. Like Why? Uber. Uh, Call me crazy, just you know. Back when we were little, everybody told us not to get in cars with strangers. Now I <laughs> now I pay people, pay someone to. I mean, I like the idea of it. I wish that I wish that Uber. But we're not little anymore. Yeah. You know. But still, it's like you still read some pretty horrifying stories about. Well, it. I think you, you have know? to you have to be careful. You have to understand that this is not. Nobody's watching you. Yeah. Like oh, if no. you're, you know, you unfortunately, it, the rules sure. are different for me and a young woman. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's like period. You know, both of us, I'm sure, we're just kind of like, yeah, someone's gonna be like, nothing's right. My Good. friend, my friend Sarah, who lives in New York, uh -huh. she got into what she thought was her Uber at LaGuardia, and she admitted she was like, uh, I let my guard down. I really should have been paying closer attention. Mm -hmm. But she saw a car, and she was like, Hey, are you, uh, you the Uber looking for Sarah? And they were like, Oh yeah, sure, hop in. And it was just a gypsy cab. And, she, and so the guy was like, so where are we going? She's like, uh, it's the on app the app should tell you right. where we're going. And he'd already started driving. And so she, and the guy was like, oh, well, I'm, my, my app's rebooting right now. Can you just tell me? And she's like, are you an Uber? And he was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, no, this is something wrong here. And the guy was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, I'm not an Uber, but I mean, I'll take you wherever you need to go. If you, you know, can you just right, pay? Right, and she's right. like, no, I use the app to pay. That's what makes this kind of safer is me not handing you money right. and being weird about this. And so the guy was like, eh, she's like, just pull over. Let me out right now. And she got out and it was like, thankfully, the guy was very, you know, oh, sorry. Whatever. Well, see, luckily you can get an Uber, you know, from her location. Yeah. Where she may have never gotten a cab before. Yeah. So there are true. good things about it. Oh, no. I, but I, here, here, hang I, on. I, I, I want cabs to work that way, too. But it's like instead of just being some dude's Prius, you know? I understand. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I, it would, you know, things are working themselves out. And like Completely. I said, some version of this will Growing continue pains. to exist forever. Yes. It's obviously better than cabs. Cabs are bullshit. You know, if you call for a cab, they never come. Yeah, like Whereas it's an Uber such is like, right there. It's such you know, a garbage you business. Literally, watch fifteen cat, fifteen Ubers driving around you and be like, "That one, give it to me. Come, come get me." Right or whatever. Right. So, so um, anyway, so I have I have something related to what you were just telling me. 
So in Florida, in Orlando, Florida, uh-huh. where you went to college. To lived for 10 years. Right, where I lived for longer. You, you win. <laughs> Excuse me. It's uh-huh. not a competition. <laughs> um, no, but anyway, um, this just happened. I heard about this. Sorry, it didn't just happen, but there's a lawsuit ongoing about this. Okay. So a guy and I think a friend are at Disney Springs, which is like where a bunch of bars are and stuff. It used to be Paradise Island or whatever. Uh, Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. And now yeah. it's, yeah, now it's yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney Springs. Right. Okay. I, I've never actually been there. It's ridiculous, but it's cool. It's very nice. Okay, good. So they're there. They're out drinking one night, mm-hmm. right? So whatever time it, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. So they decide we're going to leave and they had taken an Uber there. Mm-hmm. Um, Because they're going to drink and everything. So they go to leave. They call an Uber. The guy gets there. And now you can tell it tells you like estimated cost $30, right? So it tells him 30 bucks. So the guy says, hey, um, if you want, just cancel the ride. Hand me 20 bucks. I'll take you back. And he goes, okay. Right. And you know why this is bad. Mm -hmm. Um, They crashed. It was the Uber driver's fault. And the guy, luckily, he had his own personal uninsured motorist insurance, which is what he had to file because this guy's insurance does not uh, uh, cover him. His own personal insurance won't cover him when he has passengers in the car for yeah. a for a, a drive service. Yeah. So that's why Uber has their own insurance. So anytime you're driving the car with a passenger for them, yeah. they cover you. Yeah. But so they fuck both of them all at once. And I, I don't know exactly what happened, and I don't know how bad he was hurt, but it was a weird case. It might have been one of the first Super in the country. And um, I've never had anybody say that directly, but I've had somebody like say, oh, here's my card if you ever just call me, you know? Like they want you to call them personally yeah. and pay cash, and, you know, um, I don't know. You, you doesn't sound like you use Uber too uh, much. I but. use it whenever I'm, I'm traveling because a, a lot of productions, strangely enough, um, you know, instead of renting cars or something like that, they'll just be like, "Yeah, just take an Uber and just shoot us the receipts and whatever." They seem, you know, and honestly, I mean, I've I've been plenty of places where I've used Uber, and it's I'm probably I'm probably being, you know, old Grandpa Simpson, get off my, car, <laughs> you know, yelling at clouds, be like, right, "Uber's right, right. fine, Lyft is fine," I'm sure. Yeah, but I, there's just a sketchy part about it to me that I'm just like, yeah, okay, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've used Uber. I've actually never used Lyft. I've only used Uber. But I've used Uber a bunch of different times. I think um, Lyft treats its drivers better. I hope so. Um, I'm not sure, but I think so. Yeah. Um, I tend to try to take them. Some mm-hmm. of the shit with Uber was pretty bad. Oh. Uh, Travis yeah. Kalanick, Kalachnik or whatever his name is. There's, yeah, there's, it's uh, just... It's a, it's a weird... It's a weird place. It's like cryptocurrency. You know, it's like one of those early days when everybody's just like, you know, weirdness of it. Yeah. You know, still finding uses for it that aren't creepy, I guess. I don't know. You know, with Bitcoin, because um, I know you've looked into this stuff. You you probably own some crypto, right? Yeah, loads of it. Oh, you do? Yeah. I own zero. I don't own, I don't own Bitcoin, but I own some other stuff. Okay. Yeah. I, and I watched it pretty closely. The first time... This'll bl- this might blow your mind. Okay. The first time I ever considered buying Bitcoin uh-huh. was 2010. Oh, uh, you missed it. I did. Oh, dude. It was expensive. That was like five cents a Bitcoin. Yeah. Rough. So it was tough, man. Yeah, man. Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah, I should have done it. I knew about it. And then I researched it a lot more in 2013 and 2014. 2013 was the big bubble. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Um, That was when it hit 16,000 for the first time or 12,000 for the first time. Some kid down in Long Beach bought a Ferrari. 12. I bet he did. And and then it crashed pretty much like the next six months. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I considered doing it then. I considered even buying a minor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about that actually. I think that maybe you had, we did. Yeah, we had talked about you because you were talking about buying like a one of the one of the ASIC miners, and I was like, oh, I mean, you can if you got a good lead on it. I thought you would, you would knew somebody who was like selling one that you were like, it's Ooh, funny. Ooh, I yeah. thought I did. Oh. There was somebody in downtown LA selling one. Mm-hmm. I came across, and uh, it was it was I forget where it was posted, mm-hmm. but. Um, I said, hey, I'd, uh, we communicated a little, and they said, yeah, just give us, send us the money, and then just uh, in Bitcoin, and then we'll ship it to whatever address you want. I said, no, 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 I live in L.A. I'll, I'm a half hour away. I'll just drive down. I'll come have a look at it. And then I never heard from them again. And I and I and I emailed them again, and no response. Yep. Actually, the email may have been even disconnected. Yeah. Um, it was a scammer, obviously, yep. um, which is kind of funny mm-hmm. I you know it's so anyway and the thing was I called the company um, that made the at the time I forget what even it was called but they were like Swedish I think yeah um, and I called them and said hey look I want oh I emailed them mm-hmm. and said look I want to buy a new miner blah 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 and they said unless you own an old miner you can't get a new one yeah that's I guess they were so hard to get the parts to make yeah that they weren't making that many, so they were only giving. It's like a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this. You can't. You can't walk in and buy a new Ferrari. Yeah, you have to yeah. buy like one of their other ones. You have to. Something. No, you have, have to buy to a used one, one yeah. first, right? You have to own one before you can buy a new one. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, I kind of gave up on my plans. I hmm. mean, I mean, look, the the used one was sixteen thousand dollars, <laughs> and the new one was like twenty five. Yeah. You know, so anyway, and I was willing to try it and it long term, it would have worked out. Yeah. But oh, I have a friend that's very deep in Bitcoin has yeah. been, um, he's been in a company that anyway, their whole start was Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. All they accepted was Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, they're in Hong Kong, but, um, yeah. uh, anyway, and he hates it. He's a CFO and he hates Bitcoin. Really? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. He hates it. Huh. He's like, Brad, you understand how many fucking decibels this thing goes to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Think about that and counting wise. Yeah. And then he was running out of Excel because they do millions and millions of transactions. Yeah. And um, they do a lot of microtransactions. Yep. And um, uh, he's like, I forget what the number was. He's like, my, my Excel spreadsheet will only go to a million lines. Mm-hmm. And I need... I'm quickly running out and I need to find a way to make it. I'm like, just open another spreadsheet. Yeah. And he's like, no, but there was some reason he didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and he, he works something out. I remember it was just funny. He's like the CFO. He's like, she's fine. He's like, I put them all in by hand. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like inputting, yeah. which goes to 13 decibel points. Right. Is it 13 or eight? Or- uh, I think it's eight. I think beyond that. I thought it was longer. It starts doing the E plus nine or whatever it is. Right. Anyway, yeah. Oh, you mean a calculator? 
No, I think it's when it, uh, it'll only show to, to so many decimal places before it starts just claiming that beyond that is like exponential, but don't, you know, like 10 to the 9th, 10 to the 12th, however many decimal places beyond it, I think. Oh, really? Something like that. I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe it it's is. It's crazy. Right? Anyway, yeah. Um, but I, we, got, <laughs> we got off the subject. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I know we have some of the same interests. Yeah. Um, you're, you're a video game guy. I yeah, like- I, I'm... I'm I'm trying to stay in it, but you know it's 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 difficult. Everything's what, everything's. What do you play? Um, honestly, right now I just like playing Rainbow Six Siege a lot. Are you um, ex- your PlayStation, right? Um, I have Xbox and PC. Um, mm. I haven't. I used to have a PS4. I don't. I haven't booted up in a while. Um, but oh. I, yeah, I play like Xbox One and and PC. I like PC a lot because that's kind of where I started out. Should we give your gamer tag out? Uh, you can, I guess, uh, for Xbox. Well, because I'm I'm on Xbox. So. Xbox, it's uh, I think it's uh, Tiresias three one four. So T Y T I R E S I A S three one four. Yes, Tiresias the Blind Prophet from Oedipus Rex. I'm I totally that knew that. Fucking nerdy. I totally knew yeah. that. You have no idea how many gamers are just well, like, yo, tire, get over here. You're like, oh, Christ. They think I'm into cars. Yeah, right, right, right. Christ. <laughs> yo, tires. Yo, tire. Shut up, dude. That's funny. Yeah. Um, no, I, um, uh, I'm i one giant robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's easy to find. There. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I, I play, you don't play any PUBG, huh? That's all I played for like the last. Um, I played besides a little bit of Red Dead. Pri- uh, about a year, up until about a year ago, I put in over four hundred and fifty hours in PUBG before I decided, for the health of myself and my family and those around me, I needed to stop playing. It. That's not that many. That's like twenty days. It really isn't that many. I mean, I got I got three chicken dinners out of it, and I only played. That's it. I've only played solo. I've only played solo exclusively. Oh. I've never played duos or squads. Oh, you on should PC. come. Put, you should come play. I'll, I'll arrange. Oh, on PC. Yeah, uh, yeah because Xbox, play on Xbox. It's awful. It's awful on Xbox. The textures take like fifteen minutes to load. The game's over by then. It's just maybe it was last year when I when I stopped playing. There were some updates that were pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I, I it's it's a lot better. There are still issues. PUBG is is one of those games where it's like I really want to love it. I really do. But it's like one of those games where you play it and you feel like. No matter how good you are, the game's inconsistencies will always make you shit. Will just make you a shitty player. Like you're making suddenly, good points. Actually. Suddenly, your frame rate drops out of nowhere, and oh god, there's another guy on screen, and your frame rate was 60 right. frames a second a moment ago, but now suddenly it's 12 frames per second, or you're right. you lagged out, or you're playing some dude in China who's you know using pin lifters to freaking create lag that then just trounces you. Or something there is like there that. there is a fair amount of cheating. I mean, I, what are pin lifters? Pin lifters. Um. Okay. So every every Ethernet cable when it connects into a a device, be it a console or PC, has eight. Uh, eight copper connections, uh, four twisted pairs, both positive and negative, that make up the data connection. Okay. Uh, what people make are these custom-made uh, pin lifters. So you have the eight pins that connect in the Ethernet port, but people will actually make devices that disconnect those pins periodically on command to create network lag. Basically, it, it, it falsely creates packet loss. So what they do is they'll be in the middle of a firefight, and use the pin lifters. So if they activate it, the data connection drops for just a half second or less. And it gives the uh, opponent lag. Depends on how the game works. So if the game is a client-based 
um, a client-based system where it reports back whether hits were made on the client side or the server side. If it's on the client side, so let's say my computer suddenly suffers lag where all of you freeze up on my screen mm-hmm. for even a half a second gives me the edge where I can just blast you with a shotgun. Right, bang, right, bang, right. I just got two kills. Yeah. And then it reconnects. The pa- the system, the way that they used to work, they're, they're, they're doing a good job fixing this but um, with hacking prevention, but... The servers used to suddenly your client would reconnect to the server and say, hey, I got two kills. It was this client and this client. Sorry about the lag. And the server would say, "Okay, oh, okay, I guess you're right. All right. They're dead. Right. And it all takes place over about a half a second or less. Right. So if you've ever been in a game where you're like you're in cover or you're running away from somebody or you get shot behind a wall or something like that, a lot of the time it's pin lifters. Um, but PUBG has it's, it's funny my friend just sent me a clip the other day where he runs into a room and then gets gets shot from around the corner yep. um, and it's happened to me and uh, is that a it's a possibility on Xbox too right yes I believe so and because there there's also another thing they call um, well I've heard people using aimbots yep and I've watched I've watched people shooting and they're like shooting at somebody's feet and they're hitting headshots yep. like really bad. Like, Oh, I, I can show you a YouTube video right now of, uh, so I'm playing in a game in PUBG and I'm what? down to five people left. I'm hiding behind a boulder uh-huh. and there's a guy up a hill. I know exactly where he is. Right. Actually, I'm inside, of, I'm inside of a room. He's behind a boulder oh. and like you go to the death cam and literally you can tell they stop moving entirely. So you know that they've all tabbed out of the game and they're now doing something with uh, some sort of a hackbot program. Oh, really? And all of a sudden, bam, I die by headshot inside of a room with a tree and a building and a rock in between us. And then I report it and I'm sure the dude's happily playing still someday somewhere. You know? Right, 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 so right, right. PUBG just got really, really tiresome for me. PUBG Jesus, Yeah. I, I know it, it's funny too. There's there there's a bit of luck to the game too. Like if oh, you enormous. get the circle or whatever. Yeah. Um. Probably a lot of people are like bored by this conversation, but I'm yeah, not. Totally. So, yeah. um, <laughs> um, we'll keep it in. No, but make, my, make it a Patreon only conversation. Right. right. <laughs> but my but my friend um who I play with a lot, he's like, no, dude, they got these aim bots. He's like, they don't even. It's not like they auto aim. They lag you. So that you, so that they can shoot you before you can shoot them. Yep. And and that's exactly what you were just talking about. And I'd never heard of that. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. And now you just explained how it works. And there's there's basically God mode uh, headshotting. There's the the biggest. The I've bi- heard of VSP. So the biggest thing where they can see where everybody is, and they can also yep. see the equipment. So like they can see where the level three equipment is, and yeah. where the gun that they yep. want. They can see is. where all the drops are, but right, especially the they can see where their opponents are because PUBG is a massive map. So right. the whole idea is. You know, you're using. You never know where somebody could show up. You're using the scale up. to hide. Right. Uh, but unless you're, but if you're playing somebody, so if you've ever watched PUBG esports, um, the 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 I never casters. Have, no. Okay. So if you look on Twitch, if you watch the casters commentary, PUBG was built so that you have 99 players, and then you also have um, an omniscient uh, camera view for casters because they built it geared towards esports. So you can basically go anywhere in the map, and you can see on screen where anybody is. Anywhere. Right. Right. So what these hackers So that's essentially a backdoor to the game. Exactly. And the hackers and are hacking that? And it's on all the clients. Right. Because you can see it in the death camps. So somebody figured out a way to reverse engineer it so that they can spectate their own game, which means they can see where everybody is. 
Right. And then they figured out the next step of, okay, well, what if we just tell the server we shot that guy? And the server's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he died. Same thing Been with shot. the pin lifters. Right. Yeah. It's, well, I, it's I had, frustrating. I had one where a guy shot for my whole team, me and three other people, through a rock, through a giant boulder. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, you yeah. report him and nothing happens. Nothing. That nobody cares. I just I just got so frustrated with it. And they're so focused on, on the esports money of trying to be Fortnite and be as big as all of that stuff. Well, and Fortnite kind of copied them, right? Fortnite was kind of... It's funny of, we got back to this because before we even started, we yeah, were talking, we're talking about, about the Fortnite stuff. Fortnite stuff. Fucking, yeah. yeah I've never played Fortnite, but it's it looks really dumb to me. Fortnite is... It, it's a kid's it, game. It... Uh, it's basically a battle royale Minecraft, in my opinion. Right. Um, so, but it, it, it copied PUBG because PUBG was like, tell me if I'm wrong. If not the first one of the I'm first, I'm not sure which one had claims. They had a lawsuit. That they were the first. PUBG battle was royale. suing Fortnite. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. But Fortnite, um, they they definitely made themselves different in that PUBG is very much, you know, you just get dropped on a map, go find some guns, go find some ammo, hope that you can shoot somebody, maybe you survive. Right. Fortnite has the battle royale mode, but it has a load of other battle modes where it's like, you know, teams where it's like you just have to whoever gets to the highest kill count first. And the difference, in my opinion, in Fortnite is that you can you can mine lumber, bricks, and steel from the different structures that you see and then use them to build structures for your defense. And what happens, I think that when they came up with the game, they're like, oh, people will make these really interesting, uh, you know, entrenched buildings and these fortresses and all this stuff. What really happens in the game is that people make like 20 story high staircases and then they build the most ridiculous, <sighs> just Franken building you've ever imagined. And then people shoot at each other and it's just a complete rodeo and it's hilarious because you watch a bunch of 14 year olds playing this and it's and honestly to me i'm like this is fascinating because they're literally like you start shooting somebody and suddenly they start building a building around themselves to protect themselves and then they build this huge staircase to run up to up into the sky and it's just it's it's just right completely opens up your imagination okay and it's definitely so it's like not a battle royale game now suddenly it's minecraft where you're just building a bunch of buildings but you're also shooting people so right yeah, it's, it's. Have you played it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, after after I did uh, after I did the uh, the block party back in June, I was like, I should give this a try, and I then I downloaded. I've been playing it. It's been fun. Oh yeah, you worked on there. That was what it was called, the Fortnite block party. Yeah, yeah. Back in June, was that like they the held... semifinals? To it the... was. Is that exactly. what it was? That's exactly what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah they, I they just had the World Cup in July, which was at uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. Right. Right. Um, and uh, it was. Do you think that game will last? Fortnite. Yeah. I think so. Do you think it'll last as long as like something like World of Warcraft did? I mean, that's still no. around, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think, don't either. I think that, um, you know, you can't patent the battle royale format. I mean, hundred players in a game duking it out. You can't. Yeah. You can't control that. So somebody will come along and make something else. I mean, everybody's well, tried. Well, they have. That's Call the, of Duty is trying to do it. It's such trash. Uh, uh, it was it called? Yeah, Call of Duty. Uh, uh, was it Black Ops? Black Ops well, 4. New, yeah, Black Ops 4 had a had a blackout mode. Oh, which, yeah. That was a battle royale. It's and, awful. You know, yeah, it's it's unplayable in my opinion. It's... My buddy Zach was totally into it. And I'm like, this is trash. I know some people this that play so it and dumb. it's such trash. You know? I know. It's so bad. Yeah. I... And, and there was, I mean, it's built well and everything. Like, it runs smoothly. Okay, but we, we, we come from a different place. You yeah. give me a look. Yeah. What I mean is, like, <laughs> it's better because PUBG was, like, a tiny little company. Yeah. And now they've been bought by a bigger company. But mm -hmm. they were, like, this tiny little company kind of started by this one guy. 
and they built PUBG and it blew up crazy and they couldn't service it properly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and, which is what you're talking about. And I still think they're catching up. They're they 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 have a lot of catch up to do. Yeah. It's better than it was, but but anyway, but my point being like you took Call of Duty, this franchise from this giant are they Activision? Activision. Yeah. This giant video game manufacturer with billions and billions of yeah. dollars and they came who is, up who is also Blizzard. Right. Blizzard Activision. Right. Which company. Right. Which came up with something that is smooth it doesn't lag and oh, you know yeah, yeah. and they probably have more protections against cheating than PUBG oh, yeah. and stuff and all that stuff but it's garbage oh it's it's so trash it's so bad you know but what i mean is it's built well as in all that stuff i was saying like the problems with PUBG okay the cheating is a problem huge and but like there's some lag issues and like you were saying rendering issues and stuff like that but the game itself if if it played perfectly is fantastic. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, I think I I remember some I think the Onion did a did a spoof article where it was like Elon Musk creates a computer that can run three different universe simulations of Earth at the same time or one PUBG game at 45 <laughs> frames per second. Or something like that. The the game is just engineering wise it is it PUBG is impossible like okay last year uh-huh. PUBG tried to launch this whole campaign where they were like oh we're gonna fix PUBG like you can still go to the stupid websites fixed.pubg.com mm-hmm. and you can see that they laid out what they knew was issues with the game and what their milestones were I think that they updated it and stayed with it for about a month and then they just gave up the website's still up you can still see their crappy milestones from like mm-hmm. October of last year that are untouched mm-hmm. they know that they have created a game that is unserviceable that is really that is beyond the scope of their technical expertise to do anything with if they were to re- if they were to fix that game it would require them re-engineering the game from the ground really? up entirely yes I oh. think that they could. There is no way to. Do fix. you know that for sure? Or do you? This is just my estimation. Okay. I mean, they've had over a year to do it, and just knowing the it engine seems... that it runs on, the way that the game is built, it is so. It's like if they could have. Is fixed it inefficient it, at this point? If they could have fixed it, they would have fixed it. Well, no, that's not always true because, it, look, they make a lot of money, not Fortnite money, mm-hmm. but they they do make money a good amount. It's a matter of. If you put enough money, will almost cure anything. I remember that old South Park joke. Yeah, uh, the Magic Johnson AIDS thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they put money in a blender and then they shot it in Magic Johnson's arm and he oh, was God. and he was cured. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but uh, that was the cure to AIDS. Um, like I said earlier, I don't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> oh God, no, it's brilliant. It it's is brilliant. though. I love because South Park. I think Cartman gets oh, AIDS man. and and they find out that Magic Johnson is undetectable, uh-huh. and so they go to him to find out, like, oh, hey, can you help God. our friend out? Oh, and and then uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but you know that is true to a certain degree. You know, enough money solves anything. Yeah. Just in the film business and video game, whatever. Yeah. You oh. throw enough money at something, you can get something oh, 100%. done. That's my point. Which so is, you're saying it's unfixable. I'm, and I'm saying okay. no. It's unfixable at the at the at the, the current rate of the amount of financing they want yes, to give us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying if you took the current Frankenstein that is PUBG now and tried to fix it. What you would wind up is with is, I think, a lot of software engineers who said, okay, in column A, we have the cost to fix the game. In column B, we have the what cost to rebuild the game right. entirely from the ground up. Oh, right. 
they are the same amount, if not slightly more, for rebuilding the game from the ground up. To the point where somebody's going to be like, well, if we're going to spend that much friggin' money, why don't we just no, no, no. rebuild I, it from the ground up? And I think that the thing that Blue Hole is doing is that they're looking at the two of it's those. It's not Blue like, Hole anymore. Oh, whoever. It's Crafton Game something. It's another Korean Whoever game. it is, they're looking at it being like, well, I think I see option C, which is keep making money and right. fuck option A and B. Right. No, no, no. I, which that's, is where they are. You're repeating what I just said. Yeah. We're on the same page. <laughs> Agreement. Love it. I, I No, that's... That's exactly what they're. Yeah. They they do not have the the financial will. No. To 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 deal with it. They don't have Fortnite's money. They don't have Activision or any of the big. They have plenty of money. They definitely have plenty of money. Um, I mean, they don't have that money. You're right. Mm-mm. Um, but but yeah, I guess if you're looking at something from a standpoint of oh, we made ten billion dollars this yeah. year. And it will cost us a hundred million to fix this. It looks a lot different if we made eight hundred million dollars this year, and when it costs a hundred to fix it, yeah. Um, so I get it, and I mean, I'm just picking numbers out of the, yeah. the wild blue yonder. But um, yeah, I, anyway, I anticipate somebody will come along, and and I mean, because there's do you know how many people are listening to us right now? Nobody, going, everybody's These already fucking switched off. Idiots These fucking with nerds. their video I've games. Tune in for a Steadicam <laughs> podcast. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Is exactly what everybody's thinking. What else can we talk about that has nothing to do with work? I like it. I mean, <laughs> there are plenty of things. Yeah, sure. I know, right? Actually, you you know what? I was going to ask you about this. You were talking about your driving because you live in... Fontana. Fontana, there right. <laughs> By where the racetrack is, right? Yes. How far is that? Fontana racetrack. Um, 55 miles from Ooh. my place to Warner Brothers, Oof. Uh, which is where I spend most of my time these days. Right. Um, so, okay, yeah, so it's about an hour. Okay, you have a Tesla. I do. How often do you use the autopilot? Nonstop. Right. Constantly. <laughs> right. Somebody, I... Before- My, another friend of mine who, I won't say just, I don't know why, but just in case. But he said he, I said, oh, so you use it on the freeways. He goes, well, you're not supposed to, but I use it on every fucking road. Yeah. He's like, I, I don't I don't touch the wheel from when I leave until I, I mean, he touches the wheel, <laughs> but you know what I mean? He's like, I don't, I let it drive as far yeah. as it can drive. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like, talk about, well, okay, so is this good or bad? Because, like, we were talking about falling asleep in the car on the way home. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you set a destination. So it'll get you home, right? Not yet. It doesn't, it doesn't do that kind of autonomy yet. Right now, it is, it is effectively, I think, what, what is classified in the self-driving world is, I think, level two autonomy, which means that it's capable of maintaining lane and speed, avoiding collisions in the lane, switching lanes and exiting freeways or entering a freeway. But it, 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 but it makes turns. It can't make 90-degree um, turns at intersections. What? Um, that'll be somewhere down the road here. Um, Seriously? But as of right now, the Navigate on Autopilot that Tesla and iOS 4 is entirely based on freeways. Okay. It's, so Got I can, it. I can, it, it'll change lanes. So I misunderstood my friend. Yeah. I misunderstood my friend. He uses it, but he has to make the turns. He probably That's fine. means that he use he touches the wheel as little as possible. But it, we yeah, still yeah, have yeah. to. You know? Well, maybe I'm putting words in his mouth too. Yeah. But, but anyway, so, okay, so I got it. So, but my point was like, so you get on, I don't know if you take the 10 or the. the 210. The 210. Two, yeah, 210 okay, heading west. So you're on the 210 mm-hmm. for the vast majority of your drive. 45 miles of it probably or yep. something right pretty much what happens when 10 miles in you fall asleep what um, happens 
So you have to touch the wheel once in a while, yes. right? Yes, the car. The, 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 so the will little, the car just pull over? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, it won't pull over. It'll actually stop, which is not a great in option the, right now. In stop the lane. Him. It'll just stop in whatever lane it's in. It'll literally just come to a halt. And it's not like it slams on the brakes or anything. It just yeah, yeah, slows yeah, yeah. Does down. Does it put its flashers stop. on anything? Uh, nope. Just puts on the brake lights. Fuck. Yeah. Which is, again, why they tell you to stay awake and alert at all times. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's scarier. Well, I don't know if it's scarier. Which is worse? I think it's enormously dangerous. I think that it no, no, no. I didn't say flashers, it's not dangerous. What's you know? what's more dangerous? Allowing the car to drive for you and then stopping in the middle of a lane, or falling asleep while driving, swerving around like an idiot, and maybe head head crash crashing headfirst into somebody. I would say what you just described as option D would probably be more dangerous. Right. So I guess Tesla's helping a the little. Car. Yeah. I mean. I think that they're they're still in like a learning phase, you know, like like you know, student doctors aren't actual physicians. Yeah, I get they it. can give you some good advice, but you wouldn't want to necessarily stake your life on it. Right. But likewise, it's like, yeah, the car helps me drive into work for long distances and kind of frees up my mind to not be just you know white knuckle driving across the L.A. freeways just now, trying to get there. Now, just between you and me, yeah, we're not on a podcast. Yeah, we are. <laughs> How. How many times have you found yourself picking your phone up or something like that? All the time. Really? Yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, and that, and I'll say it uh, makes it so much easier to do that, doesn't it? I'll I'll mm, not really. Yeah, it's self-driving. It's self-driving. Okay, but you know, if you had somebody that you drove with that you've never ridden with in the first in your life, chances are the first time you're in a car with them, you watch them drive you. Yeah, but after the first 10 minutes, you feel comfortable, right? To a certain extent, you know, but there's still, you know, it's still a human that you're like, okay, they're pretty much paying attention. They're all that stuff. When it's a robot essentially doing it, there's still a fair amount of, you know, it's getting a little Okay, so why are we arguing this? Because I was, you were the one who said that you do it all the time. Yeah. And I'm the one who won't do it unless I'm at a red light. Oh, the phone thing? Yeah. I don't know. I I, I got lost in that. Sorry. Um... (laughs) I look at my phone uh, periodically while I'm driving. You said all the time. That was your exact... Oh, did I? Yes. Wow. Man, my wife is right. I do say shit that I'm not thinking. Wow, weird. Um, Well, no. Okay, let's (laughs) clarify. Let's clarify then. I asked you, Uh because it's self-driving, how often do you find yourself grabbing your phone and looking at it? All the time. But, I mean, maybe, maybe what I mean by all the time is not like I'm just literally tuning out the driving act. Um, I, I all the time to me says quite often. I have the phone in a mount right okay. next to the steering wheel, so peripheral vision wise, I'm still watching the road. Okay, but I'm sure as far as L.A. California Highway Patrol is concerned, they're probably like mm, that dude's on his phone. Like I'm up there swiping between emails or something like that while watching the so road. So you're reading emails. Yeah, you know, I'll or I'm picking a new podcast to listen to or something right. like that. Right. You know? I mean, I get the, I get the, you know, the quick. Um, I think most people have done that, like the quick click thing. Mm-hmm. I really try not to. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I, 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 I consistently because I listen to some other podcasts. Yeah. I always check what's new and I'll download it. Yeah. That way, like then I start driving and I, I don't. I really try not to switch or do anything unless I'm at a light. Like, yeah. But. Um, but that's just a quick thing. I mean, reading an email, holy fuck. Oh, like, I mean, it's not like a 15-page email. I get it. I get through, it. I get it. Or anything. You know, it's 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 kind of... And I try... Hey, we I, all know, two seconds of driving at 60 miles an hour 
it takes oh, yeah. you a long distance. Oh a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of bad yeah. shit. I mean, can I'm, I'm I'm in no way trying to to be like, yeah, what I'm doing is fine. Like you know, like somebody who's like a, oh, I'm a really good drunk driver, or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just I'm just saying that when the car is doing, when you have a, a, a huge level of faith in the car, me looking at my phone for five seconds and then going back to the road, especially when I'm on a freeway where I'm looking around uh-huh. and an increasing number of people are doing that like yeah their heads up right but their eyes are down somewhere near the oh yeah just look at the, every the, car the that you see swerving yeah. in the lane like this which is why i honestly i'm a huge and and again go, to go back to the uber conversation this is a huge reason why i'm a huge proponent of our our self-driving car future it's not a matter yeah. of if but when and oh of course I think that, yeah and so no but I, but that's the whole thing too like uber and ai with self-driving are coming up together uh-huh. and eventually will merge oh yeah <laughs> it'll be self-driving ubers that or uh, self-driving tax uh, yeah tesla the, their plan is by the end of next year to be robo taxis everywhere so what yeah that was a uh, uh, back in back in april um tesla had an autonomy day thing where um they've been taking all these beatings over the level of autopilot and where they are and um, beatings so they, in what way? Um, a lot of people are like, you know, oh my car's friggin', you know, it swerved out of the lane. Oh, thing. they're saying it's just oh, not it's good enough. A, yeah, right. yeah. How in the hell do you guys expect to have full self driving if my car is doing this? And so, you know, Elon Musk was like, okay, we're gonna do a whole showcase where we show off where our cars are going to be when full self driving is fully deployed. Mm-hmm. And they showed off. They they gave investors ride in fully autonomous cars where they did what you described, where they got in the car and said, here, take me to this location. And the car got out on the road, turned on intersections, stopped at stop signs, drove the whole way. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of it was to showcase. I mean, they have a shuttle that does that in Vegas. Are. Yeah. It's not Tesla. Yeah, and it backed into a backed into a car one time. Did it? And they had to shut it down. Well, no. Day one, a car pulled out in front of it and it yeah. hit it. And a car pulled in behind it when it was backing up because it had missed a turn and it backed into a car. And people who were riding in the car, they were like, "It was like the slowest accident ever." I don't know why everybody's <laughs> making a big deal out of it. Right. But um, they shut it down though because uh, of that. My understanding was that they shut it down because it was supposed to be just going you, point A to point B back. To you point know, Lyft is testing it there in Vegas. Yeah. And last time I was in Vegas for NAB, mm-hmm. I was taking lifts everywhere trying to get in one i never did well the, the shuttle on the, the funny part is it has more people in it yeah <laughs> it yeah, has a guy in the driver's seat a guy yeah. doing the software it's like one of those party buses you know it's like you know from what i understand no i don't even mean that i just mean a regular lift yeah so normally you'd have four open seats the mm-hmm. front seat and the back three but because it's a auto autonomous there's yeah, two guys in the front seat yeah. no 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 there's two guys in the front seat because mm. they're testing it. Yeah. So oh, you have less room. Okay, okay. That's what I'm saying. That's wonky. It's no. It's I guess just they have I, to be there. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's just ironic. That's yeah. all I was. Well. <clears throat> yeah. No. I think. Uh, I think that. Uh, you know. And during the autonomy day um, showcase, Elon said that he was like, "Yeah, by the, he's like, I suspect that full self driving, as far as our software is concerned, will be feature complete by the end of 2019. So by 20 by December of 2019, they will be." in a place where they could roll out full self-driving mm. capabilities to all cars. And that's level five autonomy, meaning that you could literally remove the steering wheel from mm-hmm. the car and it would manage. Theoretically, or you should no, be literally able to. like by December, it would be possible. No, I get it. Now, by the end of next year, the mm. hope is that they want to turn over the whole fleet, all of the Teslas into a, a robo taxi fleet. So let's say my vehicle, I use it to drive to Warner brothers in the morning. I get out of the car and the car drops me off at work and then I and then I on my app I tell the car okay go earn me some money 
And so the car will be a part of Tesla. So your car becomes an Uber. Becomes an Uber. Becomes a, a, a ride ride hailing, and then it'll go and pick up. Would passengers. you do that? Maybe. I'll consider it. My first thought: some asshole gets in your car with a fucking coke and spills it. Yeah. Gets out of the car. Obviously, you're gonna have cameras. Yeah, and there. But what a pain in the ass! Then your car, your car doesn't know oh, yeah, it all. Your fucking personal day. car, yeah. But it's like if it's out there ride hailing on Tesla's service, then it's under their insurance. Then it charges on their network. I get it. And they take a piece of the pie, but then as any cleanliness concerns or something, they would be responsible. For I get it. it. I get it. And then it. you just tell the car, okay, I get off work at uh, five o'clock. Come pick me up then. Right. And the car comes and picks you up. And so how up. would it charge on its own? Well, they'll have an attendant there for all. They the... would. I think <laughs> at first they would have to have an attendant at all the superchargers. Um, but down the road they're anticipating some sort of autonomous charging capability. They already showcased like they showcased this weird. Um, umbilical that like has a robotic arm that literally you park the car and this thing just and plugs sticks in. the thing in. Yeah, that's weird. Gotcha. But they, well, I mean, eventually they they'll have that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and it's funny. My my a couple of people I know with electric cars. One was a DP that I worked with for a while. He got like the best spot in parking because they charge him mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. So like they pull him right up with the trailers, yeah. And then the same same with my other friend, and like, you know, production's paying. I they don't care. Yeah, they're they're creating the electricity whether we use it or not, right? So I, I am I one of my projects for the summer that I haven't completed yet, but I've been planning on on making like a a, a sixty amp sixty amp Bates cable um, that uh, that'll have a, a NEMA fourteen fifteen plug that I can just plug in my my mobile charger so I can just charge my car on set wherever I go <laughs> just run it out of it. why device. can't you I, there's no nothing stopping me except my laziness I just need to go do it no 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 but <laughs> what what's so hard about I mean can't you just buy a cable uh, I could make a, I could buy a cable but um, most most uh, like you know 60 amp baits you know cables even like a 25 footer they're just baits on either end because they go into a lunchbox or into a light or something like that I would have to cut off the the actual Bates connector on one end and replace it with a Nemo fourteen fifty. Bates connector are those the the three prongs? You know the the I don't know what the the rubber is. with the rubber. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're the beefy ones that plug into and out of D boxes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, so you just need to you just need to put that power, connector on. Yeah, I just need to slap the thing on. I mean, it would still only charge it like at something like uh, ten kilowatts or something if it was a Nemo fourteen fifty, but. Yeah, you do like two twenty at fifty amps. It would charge up pretty pretty nicely on set. Yeah, right out of the Jenny. Yeah, which is very very healthy for the environment. <laughs> well, again, the thing's sitting there running. Yeah, and, and they're they're all biodiesel. They actually did a study. They were like they were like literally charging an electric vehicle from biodiesel uh, from from any kind of gas powered source is still healthier for the environment than a car running off of gas right based on the longevity of the vehicle right right because right, right. gas cars only do hundred thousand miles before the engine needs to be repaired or something like that versus electric vehicles literally hundreds of thousands of miles in theory i mean i oh, guess some people them. are starting to get there yeah, yeah. oh there's, sure there's, there's model fast. s's and model x's that have already cleared three hundred thousand miles oh, okay. and they're still on the original original drivetrain original batteries okay mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, if we want to talk environmental, I was hearing something the other day, like a half a pound of beef um, uh, uses the same amount of fuel or it has the same impact on the environment that 50 cars driving one mile does. Yeah, probably from methane. 
Right. Or methane from well, greenhouse gas. And I'm sure they're including like the beef goes on three different trucks and you well, know or whatever. Yeah. So uh, when you add up all that stuff, but if you really want to, if you I mean, really, you have to ask where is it local? Is it a cow down the street or yeah. is it a cow from the other side of the country? Well, I mean, that's going to make a difference. And also, when we were dealing with the the droughts out here, everybody was like, "Oh, you know, people need to stop watering their lawns." Be like, do you realize that? For, I think it was like for every head of cattle from birth to slaughter, yeah, that it needs something like 180 gallons. Right. I want to say a year, but maybe it's just 180 gallons total. Probably, probably to, a to, year to raise it. I can see a cow drinking half a gallon of water. It's like a day. versus just importing beef from a state that has more water, not suffering from a drought. Yeah. Well. Or almonds. I think look, almonds are like 30. Oh gallons. my god, almonds and pistachios. Like a single almond is like 30 gallons of Dude. water to support it. Yeah, we grow them here in California. We grow more than any anyone else in the world. Yeah. The second largest. I did a whole thing on that. I oh did god. a little. I did a little piece on this. Uh-huh. Um, it was. I guess it was like an internal thing mm-hmm. for. So the the woman who owns this private company, they own. You know. You know. Um, Palm Wonderful. Well, there's Palm, mm-hmm. and then there's Wonderful. Oh, yes. Yes, the the drinks, right? Is that what we talk about? P-O-M? Palm is a drink, yes. yes. Okay. Wonderful is a bunch of different things, including pistachios, almonds, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they make all the pistachios and almonds. So if you go to Costco, you buy pistachios in Costco brand, yeah. that's them. Yeah, you go to CVS and you buy their brand, all, that's them. Yeah. You go to anywhere, like they make... More than anybody else's. Again, the second is in Australia, but yeah. um, she owns Fiji Water. Oh wow, Good which is her. convenient, right? Jeez. Um, and they have Not a from G- Fiji. <laughs> yeah, it's from Fiji. <laughs> um, but 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 the the solar array out there is unbelievable. Yeah. So they're they're that's good, but the amount of water they're using is just crazy. Yep. And pistachio trees take eight years. I believe it's eight. Um, somebody can email me screaming if I'm wrong. Yeah. Nobody, not that many people do that. Maybe I'm right a lot or they just don't give a fuck. You need to have some more controversial podcasts to get some more hate mail. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, no, but, I, but I'm pretty sure the, the pistachio takes tree takes eight years before it even gives you a nut. Yeah. That makes and sense. we did the whole process. We watched how they came off the tree. It's this crazy two-part machine that converges around a tree mm-hmm. and then shakes it. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. And then the yeah. shit that's ready falls. Yeah. Yeah. They shake it just certain vibrations so the stuff that's not quite ready doesn't yeah. fall yet. Hangs on. Then they go the, and they up the conveyor belt into a truck and then that truck goes and they roast them and they mm-hmm. drive blah, 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 blah. I mean, we we did the whole process yeah. with Steadicam yeah. all the way to the bag leaving the, the factory up there. Wow. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, yeah, I mean, I stayed in the most garbage hotel room up there because there's just nothing close. That's nice. But it's like oil fields, and then all of a sudden you come in this place, and there's pistachio yeah. and and almond trees everywhere. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. But they use, I, we could look it up. Somebody massive can look it up. Amounts of massive water. amounts of water. Yeah. To get to get one pound of nuts is like. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make my one dad joke. That was pretty that. bad, yeah. Dad. I saw the ch- I saw the opportunity. I went for it. No, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no, um, no. But as far as jobs go, that was a pretty fun. It was not easy, but yeah. like this place was crazy. It was a giant factory, you know, with awesome. all these different buildings. As a matter of fact, we saw at one point we were walking from, um from one building to another 
Yeah. I mean, we were in. I was in clean rooms in the rig yeah. with with a hairnet on uh, and booties on the things. Jesus, it was short. You know, yeah. I wasn't doing big moves either, and it yeah. wasn't that big a deal. Okay, but um, but and I found it really fascinating too. Yeah. But um, I hate it, it when you're working on something, you find the content so interesting, you forget you're operating. You're like, oh, oh shit, oh shit, hang on. <laughs> you're just like, oh, that's fucking weird. This you was know? fairly easy operating, <laughs> so I wasn't too. I want but you to tilt up from the almond. I actually show their face. <laughs> actually had um, oh, and they did all those commercials. Remember with weird people? Uh-huh. They would have these nut commercials for for that wonderful something nut about uh, pistachios. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, who was on all that? They had some weird people on mm-hmm. on those things but anyway um i had a great idea for you know for a commercial yeah that if you if you're curious i'll tell you after but um a great great idea for for a pistachio commercial okay well it could work for other stuff but anyway i've been looking for some pista- pistachio spec i know i know if, so i know i have these weird ideas yeah, and there's nobody it. to tell it to <laughs> like, i don't you know i don't know actually i had the idea about the app and somebody emailed me right away and they're like that app exists yeah they're like at least in germany it there's exists. 15 of them they all suck but whatever <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, maybe that's just the android store i don't know um oh but we're so we're going from one spot to the other and there are these conveyor belts where all the that's how they move them from one building to another because yeah. they're talking about tons what did she tell me i think two hundred and fifty thousand tons yeah of pistachios per year jesus think about that that's a lot of pistachios it's it's a good amount it's it's one tractor trailer <laughs> after another full i mean i watched them dumping like it's crazy i think my dad's eating a lot of those Oh, so am I. They're fantastic. Pistachio. I'm not a pistachio. I've eaten a raw one off the tree. It's really weird. Oh. They're not hard. They're not, they're soft oh. and they're green. Noise. Um, <laughs> noise. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought that word had would gone away in the 90s. No, but here I we saw, are seeing I, it again. I saw Key and Peele that went all over the place. You're, oh, my God. I saw yeah, noise it up all, it. as often as possible. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, no, but anyway, they something went wrong with one of the conveyors. Yeah. And so the nuts just started dumping all over the ground. And within like two minutes, they had guys out there with garbage cans. It was oh. done clean. Then they fixed it. It was awesome the way Losing they ran money. the thing. Just falling on the ground. Yeah, well, to them, I mean, what does a pistachio cost them in yeah, the no, world? Yeah, per, per item, I don't know. I mean, literally like one one millionth of a penny, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I mean, probably more than that. But, yeah. but like some minuscule amount. Yeah. And you're going to lose, just like a store loses certain amount of money to theft every year or, yeah you know spillage yeah waste. you know i could live off the bourbon they 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 dump uh <laughs> in kentucky uh, i could i could have enough bourbon for me and everyone i know for the rest of my life just on what go. they they pour out that they deem not good I thought enough that they just rebottle that stuff that's what they do with scotch they always take all the stuff and it's like if they deem that it's like not quality then they just like resell it and then they maybe rebottle it and then you're like that's true hey this stuff's from Ardbeg, and it's like 15 different types of scotches but whatever here just drink it. that's true i'm sure they do that to a certain degree yeah. like like for example the kirkland scotch yeah and the trader joe's scotch you know that's some really big distillery um Forget. Selling their seconds. I forget who Kirkland's was. It's a it's a big name. It was a big. I name always thought it was McAllen, but yeah, I think it is. I think it's like yeah. them or like you know um, Glen Meringer or something like that. But yeah, they they're literally just they just sell them stuff here. You, just, you you relabel that whoever you know. Right. That's good. It's right. good stuff. Yeah, like I had a oh, Trader Joe's uh, single malt Irish whiskey, fifteen year old. Actually, I still have some here. Um, 
for like thirty-five dollars. And it's probably <laughs> Turconnell or there aren't that many single malt distilleries of Irish. No. So I had one called Writer's Tears. Oh jeez. That was good. That one I liked. But there aren't so I don't know where they got that one from, but uh Trader Joe's. That's cool. Anyway, we're blabbing. We barely talked about yeah. New York. Um, and at, honestly, we railed on the union a whole bunch. That was cool. That's true. <laughs> honestly, we're not really going to talk about too much more because we're we're um, we're over two hours. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well, does it you know, feel like over two you hours? You can edit it down a little bit. I mean, you know, when I don't beer, edit when, when beer's involved. You know, I don't edit, buddy. And then just as the director's cut, then I just we're just going to make this a Tarantino. And Every we'll single one's the like director's cut. Well, great. I'll just ask you a couple of things. Okay. You mentioned the show that you work on, The Real. Yes. That's like a talk. It's a it's a daytime talk show for for ladies are on the panel. Okay. Um, the hosts are. Uh, what network is it on? It's on. It's syndicated on Fox. Oh, is it syndicated in, in most most areas? Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, T- uh, Tamara Mowry Housley, who is uh, formerly of Sister Sister fame. Okay. Um, and it's uh, uh, Jeannie Mai, who um, she's a host on a number of other shows and. Uh, Pretty funny, pretty funny lady. Um, then Lonnie Love, who is a comedian. Uh, she's been in a bunch of different movies. And oh, stuff I know of Lonnie Love. Yeah, 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 she's been, she's awesome. Love her. Um, and then um, Adrian Houghton, who um, she was a former, I believe, the show Cheetah Girls. I'm not sure. I don't know the background, but you know. Cool. But yeah, it's just the four of them. Um, just you know, it's kind of like The View, right? Uh, very much so. Like a like a kind of a panel talk show, but um, unlike a lot of those other shows, it's kind of you know a different take on on current events and other stuff on on Twitter and you know stuff going on in the world and cool you know three acts of of girl chat where they just kind of you know dish a bunch of different questions and keep it real and cool you know nice a lot of cool stuff okay um and then i saw you done that shangri-la thing that rick rubin thing yeah actually yeah did you do the the whole thing or no no i got i got tapped to start kind of start swinging in every once in a while like a year and a half ago Mm. um why did and, they shoot for a long time? Yeah, yeah. They we kept going out to um to, to Shangri La Studios. And I had actually been out there for I Where is that? It's out in Malibu. It's Oh um, right, okay. It's uh right near like there's a high school right near um what's that beach? The big one where everybody always parks at for whatever every job. Paradise Cove worked, worked at a commercial or something. Maybe it's Zuma Beach, I don't know, I'm not sure. Hmm. Um but yeah, it's um uh yeah, I mean I on I honestly I never had a chance to work with Rick Rubin on it. But we did a bunch of the reenactment stuff, so a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's um, I think that the episodes are still rolling out, but like we did some cool stuff with like Marionette and and you know various aspects of Rick's personality, and it was really really cool to work on, especially being at that spot where it's like because I had done a feature, uh, a day played on a feature with Chris Christopherson, um, that was shooting there, and then we just kept going back and going back for Shangri La, so it was really it was a really nice spot. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, let's see what else. Oh, Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, I day played on that a whole bunch. Oh, you did last December. Yeah. Oh, cool. That was shot here. That was shot here in L.A. Yeah. I with, didn't know uh, that with Nicole and. Um, um, yeah, it looked really interesting. I, I I still haven't seen it. But, I uh, yeah, I had bought it already on Google Play, but like uh, my my aversion to watching TV these days, unfortunately, is also kind of spanned into movies lately. So I'm kind of selective about what I watch these days. I'm pretty mm. slow to catch up on stuff lately. Sadly mm-hmm. enough. Um, Who shot that? How'd um, you get called? Oh, she's gonna hate me. Jur- Julie Kirkwood, I believe, is the DP. Um, I've heard that name before. Yeah, she's done a bunch of other stuff. And then um, Karen Kusama is the deep, is the director. 
Um, she did Girl Fight and a bunch of other stuff over the years. Yeah, but, well-known director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she was really delightful to work with. Julie was really, really awesome to work with. Um, you know, cool. Um, as far as as far as uh, interesting interesting days spent, uh, we were shooting down in. Um, we were shooting down in Inglewood <clears throat> with uh, a scene with Nicole in in this church, and we got inside and we're doing and this really intense scene and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, we had our our uh, security was LAPD, and uh, we catch word um, that there was a gunman on the loose in the neighborhood. So we all we all get, get inside the church and our LAPD attaches like they left like two of them and like the other three joined in on a manhunt somewhere else Jesus <laughs> and so we're all just sitting in the church and I made the mistake of of texting people being like yeah there's a manhunt in the area um, so we're just stuck not shooting right now so we're just waiting for a little bit and then my phone lost service for some reason so all of my family was like are you okay? Are you okay? What's going on? I'm not responding to any of this. Oh, <laughs> so no. they're panicking. And so I'm like, okay, so lesson learned. If something serious is happening, text first that you're okay. And yeah, then yeah. tell them what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I did play a bunch of days on Destroyer with, uh, cool. with Julian. Though. It was awesome. Nice. Well, whew, sorry. It looked like um, a really interesting movie. I just... Like yeah, I, said, I just kind of missed it. I'm eager to watch it. I'm I'm kind of curious to see how it all came together. But you know, Karen always seems to know what she's doing. So it's so it's not Karen. It's Karen. That was how she was introduced to me. So I try to I try to respect the way. Fair enough. Did. Yeah, yeah. I no, always, I didn't know. I always joke around with people. They're always like, "Call me this," and I'm like, "Well, you know, if you're int- if you know, first time I'm introduced to somebody, that's usually how their name hits with me forever. So it's like." Karin okay. Kusama is how I sticks in my head now. Fine, yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, I mean, you're just respecting their. Wishes. I try, you know. It's, like, <laughs> it's you not know, like people but, always ask me all the time. They're like, "Is it Will or William or what?" And I'm like, eh, "Whatever you want to call me, I don't care." Yeah, Will, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else. Oh, you did that Betty White show. I did years ago. Yeah. Uh, did you do the whole thing or mm-hmm. I just day played oh. in and out. Oh, okay. Um, Scott Dropkin, I think was doing most of the, Oh, he was. The, okay. Uh, yeah. The yeah. Straps How was, I, I want to work with Betty. White. Betty is so amazing. Yeah. Betty. Uh, she's like, she's like my actual grandma now. I, I love her. Um, she, uh, it's funny because she has like this persona that everybody kind of acknowledges. And then on the show, she just seems like, you know, everyone's favorite raucous, heavy drinking grandma but like there was this funny like you know kind of quick quick take between scenes where it's like in one of the shots uh there's a guy doing like curls trying to get them in shape and her and her friend are sitting on a bench drinking martinis doing martini curls and uh between takes betty kind of looked at all of us and she's like is there is there actual vodka in this because if there is i'll be asleep for the rest of the day right and we're like oh okay so yeah betty can't keep up with betty i guess yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's funny it was great she was she was so she was so nice it's like i i i've worked with all the people that i've worked with she's one of the few that i was like i would need to get a picture with her so i went and Oh, did, you did? Did the, hey, can I get a picture with you thing? So I sent it to my grandfather. He doesn't care about most of the people I work with, but that thrilled him. Did it? So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Loved it. That's neat. Well, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also did Beyonce Lemonade. Um, yeah. I, well, I Part only, of it, right? I only did um, one of those. I did, uh, what's it called? Hold Up. The one where um, she's smashing out windows and stuff oh, okay. um yeah i had i had worked with uh jonas ackerland and pyrek burke 
the the director and dp respectively in the past on two other beyonce music videos i did superpower and haunted and um it was really kind of it was pretty cool like i i think that it's like i i generally treat most musicians kind of just been like yeah you know much respect and stuff like that but little did i know i don't think that i fully comprehended the the magnitude of Beyonce of Queen Bee as mm-hmm. she was in other people's eyes because it's really funny because I'll meet people um, and they'll be like oh my god what was it like working with Beyonce and I was like she was nice I mean she showed up and we we did it and we we left it was great she okay. was awesome she was very professional I loved it yeah um, and you know Jonas is awesome because Jonas um, the the director was actually a founding member of the black metal band Bathory. Um, and it's kind of big in the rock and roll scene stuff. So that was pretty awesome because all of my, all of my batteries are named after death metal bands. Oh, right. So when I, when Parr, his DP saw my, my battery named Venom, he was like, you know, he's in Bathory. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So yeah, but they were, they were a cool crowd. You know, I worked with him many years ago. Oh yeah. Many, many, with many, 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 many. No. Oh, with Jonas. Jonas. Yeah. Um, I don't think Pear was there. Uh huh. Um, I was basically a uh, rig rental for a, a Swedish operator that came. Okay. It might have been Pear, for all I know. Uh-huh. Did he ever do Steadicam at all? Uh, I've never seen him do Steady, but I mean, I've seen him do plenty of handheld and stuff. Maybe he did in the past. I don't know. Maybe. But it was like, go, 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 go. And it was just spewing one mag after another of 150 frames a second off 435. My batteries could barely keep up with it. Actually, I don't think they could. That sounds like Jonas. Um and then same job actually because i got called day of uh we had a rig rented for this guy uh-huh. and it won't work uh, will you will you bring your rig in and i was like all right and i brought it in and everything was fine but um <clears throat> so i get there day of and i'm standing it's at universal studios shooting in the park with guests around uh-huh. and they had done a they had done a mount on the front of this on the front of the hulk Oh, did you ever cool. ride the Hulk? Yeah, we did mounts on every single, every single roller coaster in that whole park. Yeah. I've ridden them all a million times. At the one at Busch Gardens, I rode twenty five <laughs> times in a row, and the girl next to me was as green as you could be. Oh, thought she was. No. I was rolling and cutting the camera. Yeah, I thought she was going to throw up all over me. She never did, yeah. to her credit. Yeah, but well. anyway, um, so uh, so the Hulk. So the thing. Anybody who's ridden the Hulk, well, I think they changed it now, but it used to like go zero to 60 in like two seconds. Oh, they, they have to still have that launch. They still have to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, but anyway, so, and then it immediately spins yeah. and does, does a, a barrel roll. Does a barrel around, roll. Yeah. Well, as it came out of the top of that, I was watching with a bunch of other people and there's a mount on the front, on the very front of it, shooting back at the, at the roller coaster. Yeah. And, oh, maybe it was shooting forward, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And it comes out of that, and it goes to that barrel roll, and you see that 35 or 40 mil oh. lens, that Panavision Primo, go flying off the... I forget exactly oh, what lens no. it, was. it was. I'm pretty sure it was a Primo. Yeah. But it goes flying off and into the lake below. No. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and I just see... I think I'm standing with like the UPM, and That's she just amazing. picks up her phone, and she's like... Calls well. Luckily, Panavision Orlando was on the, on lot. the lot. Yeah. So yeah. ten minutes, they had yeah. another one. When I well, I interned at Panavision, we used to on slow days walk through the back area of the lot onto into Islands of Adventure and you know wander around back there. 
wander around. I'm sure you went on rides. Sure, why not? I did. <laughs> yeah, we did. I knew yeah. people there, so yeah. I could get called in, and you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I rode. I rode all those rides before the park was open. Oh, really? I rode them while they were building it. We shot. Uh, uh. Um, we shot the ride video for Jurassic Park. Oh, that's awesome. And we we had to wear hard hats every day because they were swinging. Uh. You know, seventy-five foot palm trees over our heads constantly, yeah. constantly dropping them in. They put so many plants in there. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we rode all of that stuff. Um, See, you got me beat because, like, back, oh, I got you beat. Oh no, back in and okay, so in April, before but I got those... to ride the Hulk before anybody knew what the launch was. See, and I thought which that is super I thought fun. that I had the claim to fame because I was when I was younger. We were in a roller coaster enthusiast club, and they had negotiated oh, really? with Universal Studios that when Isles of Adventure opened, an hour early for, you guys the, could for go the member in. for the group members. So we got to ride it, uh, not even an opening. It was like back in the soft opening days, but the right. first day it was ever open to the public. Right. We were in there an hour ahead of town, so we rode Spider Man, Hulk, and Dueling Dragons before most cool. of the rest of the public. But you got me beat now, finally. Oh, I got you crushed. Else, it was yeah, totally. weeks before Defeated. you were weeks. Hard hats. That's awesome. But it makes sense because they're you know they test it, test it, test it. Then they're going to want to test it with people on yes. it. And so you know, so it was employees. Yeah. So essentially, anybody in the park could just yeah. go ride it. Yeah. And so yeah. we went and rode it we on multiple something. occasions. That's awesome. <laughs> and with no line, which is brilliant. You guys got the no line treatment too, which oh, is yeah. great. Oh, yeah. But how did you guys, being so an enthusiast? How did you fight over the front row, or did you get to run it enough times? That we just you we got ran? to run it loads of times because it was like a full on hour before anyone else in the park. So like literally, you could get off the ride, like walk through the queue and get right back on. Right, right, so right. So it's right. like okay, we didn't it's ride like first. your whole group just yeah. riding over. Well, it was, it was basically everybody in the group, but they opened up the whole park to everybody, so everybody just went in. But yeah, 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 yeah. it was hilarious. Um, I actually liked riding. I'm not like a big enthusiast, but I like roller coasters. Oh, I love um, roller coasters. I like the Hulk from the back better. Oh yeah. It I does. don't know why. It's because it slows down. It's because you get that initial launch, and then the front, the front of the train hits that barrel roll, yeah, which causes a deceleration in the right. back of the train. So you slow down, and then once you get, you to get the, like a whip effect. Once you get to the barrel roll, the front end of it's already moving forward, speeding and it's up, re So you get whipped through it. If you're anywhere else in that train. It slows down and it's kind of a slow barrel roll, but in the back of it, you get whipped right around on it. It's awesome. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was it was pretty fun. It was also pretty funny watching that lens fly off the camera. Luckily, it sad. didn't it didn't hurt anybody. And look, they've rigged stuff on huh. on on. Those guys are great riggers. Oh yeah. I don't know what happened. I I still to this day I'll, I'll yeah. never know exactly why it came off. But well, they have insurance. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody, believe me, nobody sweat at all. That UPM just was like, beep, boop, 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 yeah, boop. I got to make a claim just so you know. Another 40, please. <laughs> <laughs> Josh or Brian are probably like, all right, we'll be right over with it. Hang on. <laughs> Wait, Brian, was he like the head guy there? What years were uh, you there again? I was, I interned, I think, in the summer of 2006, I think. Oh. So. Um, I was, was long gone. It was uh, Josh Blanket and uh, Brian Butler. Were the two prep techs that were there and Alec? Oh. Um, Who ran it? Who was in charge? His name was Alec. Alec Colley. I believe he was the manager at the time. Mm. I'm trying to remember if it was the same guy or not. It I, probably was. I think that he was running it for a little while, but because um, yeah. I left in at the beginning of 2002. Okay, then it probably was Alec still then because Alec was there for a little while, mm. and, and then um, I guess the I think that the 
the Southeast regional manager took over the job of being the manager because they were in the process, I think, of dismantling the Orlando office because they were going to absorb it. Because it was originally Dallas was the What did they the do, send office. it all to New Orleans? They Yeah. I think that, well, originally they were going to, but then in 2007, Katrina hit. Was that when it was? Eight. So, yeah. So I think that they pumped the brakes and then instead they sent it all to Atlanta. Uh. So they closed Orlando because Dallas, Orlando was a Dallas satellite. And so they shut down. Right. There, right. We, we, we didn't even understand it. But Orlando was shut down and then they started. They still got Atlanta. stuff in from Woodland Hills, though. Oh, yeah. That's the funny part. It's not like stuff came in Orlando through Dallas. Had, Orla- Orlando had like next to nothing. I mean, they had like old material and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Like compared to other cameras stuff. and shit. But, well, we used to have know. great. There was great stuff there. Yeah. Um, but I know like I left. The reason they closed down is the same reason I left. Mm-hmm. The, the business went yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember hearing about it. I mean, I yeah, was, I was you know I was obviously in school while you were actually working. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know. It was all nine eleven related, mm. you know, and and then coordinated with all the all the um, all the all the corporate uh, what what's the word I'm trying to say the corporate bribery. Yeah, um, that all really started cranking up then too. Yeah. New Orleans was cranking it super hard. Oh, New Orleans was like banging it all out. Everybody was talking about moving to Orlando, moving to Louisiana at the time. Right? Yeah, I know a lot of those people that didn't move out here. They yeah. either went to Atlanta or New Orleans. If yeah. they, and they they might have gone to New Orleans then Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think that happened a bit. Yeah. But um, no. Um, do you remember Iowa? They had their big uh, their big thing. Detroit had a big resurgence. Oh, I remember. Yeah, Detroit. Iowa had a huge incentive. Detroit was uh, honestly okay. So <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I really don't. Um, With uh, who? Uh, I don't want to badmouth those who I do not know. However, so I oh. try my best to be like political about it. Um, if you watch the movie, um, what's the movie with Jason Segel and Emily Blunt? It's like a six-year engagement or something like that. Five-year engagement. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So what I understand is like they shot it predominantly in Detroit and some of it in LA mm. and from a cinematography and lighting standpoint you can tell which one's which oh you know there was there were some moments in it where you're like you guys couldn't have backed that Kino off a little bit or something like that you know <laughs> uh, that's hard to it's not like somebody different shot it and I'm sure they had plenty of people from LA and Detroit so yeah maybe and look just being being from LA doesn't make you any better. You might be wrong. The, I might be. the stuff that looks good might be Detroit. Yeah, that's but, true. I it mean, you know, I've worked in small markets. Orlando has some great people. Yeah. Chicago has great people. Oh yeah. Same is true about Detroit and Atlanta and everywhere. Oh else. yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying a Blake statement about the. No, I know everywhere. you're not. I'm just you know, it was just something that stuck out about this. It, you could you like, thought it looked looked a little funny, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, I'll my, find screenshots and send them to you. Okay, I can't wait. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, the point I was making, and we can, we'll wrap this up here in a minute, mm-hmm. but um, the point I was making is the um, the Iowa film incentive was crazy high. Yeah. And it got taken advantage of, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, producers were buying... I remember the, the examples they used at the time were... A five thousand dollar mattress and a ninety thousand dollar Range Rover were being bought on production's dime, uh, um, with that thirty percent rebate. Yeah. Um, so they're going there with five million, making a one million dollar movie, and then spending four million dollars buying shit. Yeah. Or what? I, you know, I'm just 
yeah. throwing numbers out of thin air. But uh-huh. um, yeah, that went away really fast. Yeah. And then Michigan's, you know why Michigan's went away, right? I remember, but I don't it was right well, well, If I remember correctly, it was the governor or somebody was like, wait, they're making horror films here? That's not Christian. I think that was right. Yeah. And then was like, we're shutting it down. They just like shut it down overnight because they didn't like the content that was being made. That's right. Really, yeah. Right. That's weird. So weird. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for like, you know, look, New Orleans, everybody knows it's a dirty city. Like, yeah. you know, you know, there's been so much scamming. As a matter of fact, I've spoken to people, uh, a couple of different people, one who did a whole lot of, of movies like back to back in not in New Orleans, but in Louisiana, in Shreveport or something, or, mm-hmm. or where else. Um, anyway, it's somewhere in Louisiana. Yeah. And he's like, this person told me, like, they think the whole reason those movies were getting made was as laundering, as money laundering. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. And I'm like, wow. Um, so you know that shit's going on. It's happening in Atlanta, too. Oh, yeah. So the question is, when will it end? And look, I don't begrudge anybody else working. Mm-hmm. Good for you, you know, if you're in Atlanta. But the bummer is like, so people get trained up to do the job. Yeah. So this this happens in every city. I remember in Detroit, they were running seminars to get new grips and electrics. They were f- paying union grips and electrics and probably camera to go out there and train people how to do the job so yeah. that they wouldn't have to bring us. So what happens is that dies. And then where do they all go? Mm. Either L.A., New York, yeah. one of the cities that actually shoots. Yeah. So then you've oversaturated our labor market, mm-hmm. which then means they can offer you $10 where they used to offer somebody $20, yeah. and you'll take it because you need it. Yeah. You know? Uh, look, I know New Mexico people, when they thought the thing was going to... It went away for a little while. People flocked over here. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Um. It just sucks for all of us in the long run. Yeah. And who gets the money? Yeah. Sony, Warner Brothers, Disney, Apple, who and you know, Netflix, whoever it is, they're the ones taking our tax money. Yeah. It's I bullshit. That yeah, the tax incentive stuff has always been kind of peculiar to me because it's like they, they you know, they spend a lot of time trying to attract production, not realizing that it's like Yeah, you'll attract a couple of jobs, but what are you gonna do about creating an investment that well, right lasts, and, and most of know? those they do the study and they say for every dollar they spend yeah they get 30 cents back yeah that is not a sustain no. again making up numbers out of thin air but no, it's no, something no. like that no it's and, and it's that's a the low point. return on and investment. you would think you would think that somebody would look at that and be like um if you're gonna if you're gonna put this kind of tax incentive towards things you're gonna want to make sure that it's you're planting a seed that'll grow not just you know, not just, you know, watering the concrete. So if yeah. you're going to, you know, like that's... Well, what, I think they've done that in Atlanta. I, th- yeah. Well, I think, I'm, I'm, I don't know enough. It's like... Well, after, Pinewood after, built stages. After watching and... everything happen with New Orleans, with North Carolina, with Michigan, New Mexico, all these different places that were just racing to, to throw t- tax incentives mm-hmm. at productions to try to attract productions. Yeah. It got exhausting to me. I, I know. Like, it's exhausting to me, too. Why are you guys throwing this much money to bring in a production or bring in production interest for this year as opposed to trying to build infrastructure to promote production staying somewhere? And, right. you know, because and especially now, look where we are now. It's like with, with uh, the the mobility of cameras and the capabilities of lighting and stuff like that, you could go anywhere. You could shoot anywhere. 
now. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to go to a, a, a into a major production hub or a place with major incentives. It's like if you have a story that takes place in Wyoming, go shoot it in Wyoming. You don't need a Panavision nearby anymore or that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. So, you know, like what was what were the incentives worth? What did they what did they generate and actually what what roots took hold? Right. So, but <laughs> so I stopped following a lot of it. it no, like, I understand. You know, yeah. So, so my argument has always been they must be shooting bribes out to people because it's it can't be a good thing. And I'm not accusing anyone of anything. Yeah. I'm just saying like there's dirty shit going on. That that's the way this stuff works. Oh, it's, yeah, it's I think. Like that. Yeah. And so when you know one of the big studios goes to some politician there mm-hmm. and says you know you spend a billion we'll spend 50 billion dollars here whatever the number is you know um but they don't i don't know i just think they're smooth talkers it's kind of like our negotiations like Mm. we've got you know amateurs negotiating off against hostage negotiators you know what i mean like and and you're gonna lose every time it's just the way it is like so i think they i think they full-on fucking trickery trick them into doing this shit Mm -hmm. and you know like new mexico shit that's supposed to be shot in new mexico as far as like exteriors Mm -hmm. is gonna be shot there yeah it you know i can't fake that (laughs) it's fantastic you know what i mean it's like great so um so they have an incentive and yes some shows that don't need to be shot there are shot there Mm -hmm. for sure because of the incentive but um but then you just have to keep that corporate bribe going yeah to keep it going and it it, you're losing money on the deal so i don't uh, anyway i think that they've all kind of got exhausted by it i think that it's like that's why i don't i I haven't heard as much of the as much of the pull and yank all over the place i mean georgia is georgia i mean it's well look a lot of new people are going to find out what's up like oh yeah so when i was in chicago some of the old guys would say to me like oh these young kids don't know what the fuck because things were Things were booming yeah. when I was there. Still are, I think. But yeah. 2015, 2016, there was like a bunch of shows there. Everybody's crazy busy. Mm-hmm. And he said they don't they don't understand. Like five years ago, we couldn't we couldn't get shit. We yeah. get one commercial a month, you know. Yeah. And and uh, they're all out there spending money and whatever. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately for Atlanta. They don't have that many old guys. Yeah. It's all young. It's all, I mean, I don't know how old they are, but as far as being in the business, they're not, you know, they're all new. Yeah. So if, if because of this abortion thing, if that blows up, think about that. Mm -hmm. If, okay, I don't believe it's going to be passed. So, okay. So a couple people pulled out, you know, some fairly notable people pulled out, Mm -hmm. but as far as like the studios pulling out, they're not going to do shit until it's for sure. And it's not going to be for sure, so nothing's probably going to happen. But in, in the case that it actually goes through, yeah, they're going to have all the major studios pull out. It's going to go from, oh my god, we can't hire enough people fast enough to nobody's working. Yeah, in one day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I went off on a tangent. Crazy. Nobody cares, Brad. Nobody cares. <laughs> actually, a lot of people do care, but it's. It, I you're it is exhausting. It's to to say the thing that everybody else is saying is is isn't enough, and to say the thing that need the things that need to be said is too controversial. So, didn't I just say some of them? Yeah. 
Okay. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, to say a contra, you know, to, it, it, there should be more people saying, you know, something like, you know, if this, if this is something that's important to you, then, you know, there should be some pullback in that area, you know, some, some resistance, but yeah, no, they don't know. They got, they got twinkles in their eyes. And I've heard from people in Atlanta that the local residents are getting fucking fed up with having loud trucks pull up at 6am and, mm. you know, in their neighborhood and this and that. Look, it's it sounds great. Oh my God, there's Nicole Kidman or whoever, mm-hmm. right? Sounds mm-hmm. great until it's just a person walking and their security's like, you can't walk past here. Well, yeah. this is my street. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, it sounds like a lot of fun until until the 18k shining on your house. Yeah, at at 2 a.m. and you it's know all, what I mean. It's all the movie State in Maine. Did you remember? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. 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 All, yeah. Well, look, that's what happened. That happened to downtown L.A. Uh-huh. You know, people weren't careful enough with how they treated the local people there. Yeah. And the local people freaked out. Mm-hmm. Understandably so. And they stopped shooting all the shit down there. Yeah. So, um, it's the way it goes, I guess. I don't know. Stupidity just... Uh, I don't know if it's, it's stupidity. A, it's, but. A, it's, a, it's holly weird. It's yeah, it weird, is. It's a weird business. You're you know? right. You're right. Just want to just wanna carry a camera, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Just want to shoot. On that note, I'll let you go. Cool. Okay. Well, we need drinks really bad. Yeah. We've been empty. This went so long. <laughs> Sorry, it went so got long. So serious. No, we just got onto subjects that I think we both give a fuck about. Yeah, totally. So you know. it was fun, though. Yeah. Thank you for doing Absolutely. it. Anytime. My All pleasure. Right. Love it. <laughs> Thanks again to Will. I really enjoyed it. He's always fun to have a few beers with and, and chat with. He's knowledgeable about a lot of stuff, as you can tell. So uh, for me, it was really interesting. I hope I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Thank you to Walter Clausen for their continued support. And thank you very much to my Patreon supporters, who I get more and more of every week. I'm very appreciative of your support, and I'm glad you enjoy the show. And I'm glad you enjoy Best Day, Worst Day. Um, I hope you do anyway. It seems like everybody does. Uh, If you're not a supporter yet and you want to check out Best Day, Worst Day or just support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash walking backwards and help keep the show up and running. All right, that's it for this week. I will catch you soon with another new episode.